I just realized my mic was completely muted. Oh, <laughs> and people people just heard you just talking completely out of context. I'm Francisco, everybody. And apparently, I was patting myself on the back saying, oh, I learned how to do, produce a show and make it nice and efficient. And I'm the one who forgets to take my mic off mute. And nobody heard any of that. So the uh, the, the podcast, the, the radio entertainment gods were like, no, no, hold up, man. No, 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 no on that so you basically just gave everybody I, their worst fear which was me conducting a show solo i can't if you, I, well i mean if you, if you were able to do that one day that'd be an interesting show for sure the, the charles I andrew would literally i think andrew would literally crap himself <laughs> knowing that i'm going unfilter and it's charles not that bad but andrew's not here we're, we're okay sometimes but yeah but we kind of i don't we, we feel rant. a little more unleashed, uh, for sure. You know, how do we stop the rants? That's yeah. what I want to know. Oh no, there's there's no way to stop them at that point. That's basically like, how, how long do I want to keep on talking before I get tired and want to, I don't know, play some Diablo or whatever? I'm not sure, but uh, yeah, and apparently, uh, was it Diablo two that they re-released and people are pissed off about yeah. that? Yeah, there we go. Yeah, Be- because you know we. All human beings love in this world is nostalgia, and they just can't let go. And you could dream about the good old days. There are certain things that you revisit in life. You revisit a movie. You can revisit a romance if you want. You can revisit a book. Yet don't revisit a game from 20 years ago. It does not hold up well, especially if you're trying to remake it from the ground up but still keep the 20-year-old mechanics. Yeah. Yeah, that's the problem. That's the problem with with a lot of games. Even when they remake games from like five years, ten years ago, you know, when they re-release that, and you realize, yeah, this the controls were crap, and we got to change this. You know, Shadow of Colossus, they were released that like five times already. Oh, was, you know, was, one was fantastic though. Yeah, That's but cool. yeah, I mean, just, heck, I don't know. There's there's a lot of examples of that in video games, and also yeah, when Andrew's not here, we, we, we get Grand Theft Auto. And they're definitive oh, edition. Oh, we're gonna see that. Oh boy, yeah, we're I gonna see how that looks. Vice City. Yeah, Vice. I I would. Yeah, I mean, Vice City in, in, entices me to play that through. You know, I mean, I've never played through a Grand Theft Auto game. I just usually mess around and dick around, and that's it. I've never actually tried to. I, I don't. I don't really realize that there's a storyline, but there is. And I just mess around with the cheat codes and everything. But yeah, I'll see how the reviews go. I'm sure it looks like it's just a straight up, oh, we copy and pasted the gameplay and 
we just kind of made the graphics slightly less blocky. <laughs> That's what it yeah. looks like. It just you you had text in this, and you're like, oh, it looks, it like, looks like yeah. Did, were you the one that said it looked like they were, they were Muppets or something? I'm not sure. No, but I still think that is appropriate. Yeah, Zostian just messed up my Arcanine. We're we are still going heavy on Shield still, right now. Yeah, okay. I don't understand endgame content. This is what I hate about the modern day gaming. Um, unless, unless, hear me out. Unless you do like your, your whole thing is like a world RPG or something like that, MMORPG. When yeah. you get through the perfunctory storyline, everything mm. else should just have a beginning, middle, and end. People hate me when I say that, but I'm, I'm beyond that. I'm beyond that. Uh, it's a Sword and Shield doesn't really have a good one. Doesn't really have a good post game content thing. You know, I mean, and, and it was, yeah, and it was like thrown on like they they had the DLC of course, and I bought the DLC, and it was not good, it wasn't good. I I do have to say that it it extended the gameplay a little more, but it it felt just like they tacked on another area that kind of still felt empty and didn't feel like the Pokemon I thought it was gonna be. But we'll see with Arceus. That one looks more promising. That one looks more interesting to me. Kind of like a Pokemon's mixed with Monster Monster Hunter or something like that. I'm not sure. That's what that yeah. kind of looks like. But and I can get behind a, a change in direction because it's not canon for canon's sake. So no one's gonna crap them pants. We're like, there's no red or blue in here. Yeah. Yeah. Well. And then, well, uh, and you know what? This is an on-the-fly show. I, I just popped in and did this right now. So me and Charles are just gonna go on the fly. I've been playing a lot of Forza lately. I got through Forza Horizon 2. I'm on Forza Horizon 1 now, going back in the series. November 9th, the new one comes out. And I'm probably going to try and, and stream that and try and co-op it with Doug as much as we could possibly do it. Uh, so that that's that's what I'm excited for. See, motorsports, that's sports. That's sports right there. That's some sports talk. So yeah, that's Forza. Yeah. So then they showed Halo Infinite's campaign, finally. Yeah. yeah. So... Looks yeah. looks interesting. I, I I everybody loves a grappling hook. Everybody loves that. I I love the grapple beam in Metroid and from Metroid Prime and stuff. Uh, that that's always fun to do. You know, that's always fun to do along with doing podcasts like this. And if you want to do your own podcast, but not against us, you can get yourself a HyperX Quadcast S, Charles. Uh, why don't you? Or you could get one of that for yourself. You want to sound a lot more clearer. It's got an RGB lighting on there. It's got four selectable polar patterns. Uh, tap that in. HyperX. Get, get get one of those. Okay. Now they're sponsoring us tonight. And yeah, World Series is set. That's what I got in the background with MLB Slugfest. The Atlanta Braves versus the Houston Astros. I guess we could talk about it a little bit, Charles. It seemed like the Dodgers yeah. just couldn't overcome, I guess, their injuries and really kind of... Trevor Bauer. Yeah. Oh, Maybe he's well, the secret ingredient after all. Yeah, well... Terrible. <laughs> Could you imagine if they had brought him in just... Like when they found out Max Scherzer wasn't going to pitch, just like, you know what, Trevor? Just pop on in here. <laughs> Play one game. And let's go. But yeah, yeah, there, there was... It, it just kind of... They, they went out with a thud. The Dodgers. It seemed like they they probably kind of blew their their load on the on the San Francisco Giants. 
series. It seemed like that that took a lot out of them. But uh, and they, I don't think they they had, they just didn't have if they, those guys if they had a few more guys healthy they probably beat Atlanta. But you know, kudos it's on the Braves. Pitching. For, it, it was just the pitching. Yeah, and and the Braves constructed a team on the fly to to compete and go on this run. So what what can I do? I'm a hater, yes, but I can acknowledge when they did something right, which somehow was come out of the National League East and actually represent us in the World Series in a, in a sense, which I hope doesn't come to pass with them being a champion. I'm hoping the Astros do what they do. And the chaos ensues. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. The chaos ensues, and and we'll have the saltiest of off seasons. That's what I'm hoping for. So game one tonight, eight o'clock. So very very soon. So that, that's baseball. That's what's going on. That's the only thing going on with baseball. So um, yeah. Sir. What happened? Are you saying that's the only thing going on baseball when there is? A truth that you need to acknowledge here. Well, which truth is that? Which truth is that? The Cardinals hired a new manager. Oh, I didn't even realize. I didn't even like. There was a much bigger news story that came out with the Chicago Blackhawks. <laughs> I had like I don't. I have no idea. It's the, Cardinals. the ultimate bait and switch. Yeah, I had no idea. The Cardinals hired. Who did they tell? Who they hire? Carl's Beltran. Their bench. Their bench manager. <laughs> okay. Mama. All right. Yeah. That's that's. I still and I asked a couple of my other friends because my buddy is a Braves fan. So obviously he's like, hey. Uh, I want you to kind of like, you know, be a Braves fan for that. I'm like, sure, you know, I'm all for my chaos and for Royalist. But uh, I still don't understand the long question of what the hell does philosophical differences in baseball mean? And I realized something. You're never going to get it. I'm going to get it one time. When you die, you can go to the afterlife. And before I'm sent to hell, you get one question every thousand years. And mine's going to be, hey, what the hell does philosophical differences mean? Aside from spending. That's the only thing I could think of. I don't even but know what that. that <laughs> Yeah, I don't even know. We don't know. That's that's the greatest mystery out there. Not not how we were made or really aliens coming into it. You know, does uh, pineapple go on pizza? Did Rachel really love Ross from Friends? I don't believe Rachel really did love Ross. But for me, it's going to be what the hell is philosophical difference in baseball? Mm. But um, that's it for baseball, man. Until they get out the yearly awards and mm-hmm. winter season will be interesting, at least because. I'm from a spending team, and you're yeah. from a spending team. <laughs> spending team. Well, the Marlins are supposedly going to spend. Carlos Correa is a free agent after this World Series. You know, I think they want to try and see if they can pry Wilson Contreras from the Cubs. You know, because that that could be a thing. But yeah, there's, uh, there's. I, I I have to see it to believe it. Now the Marlins, Loria did spend. At, so like, but he was just dumb with his money. He was cheap and dumb with his money at the same time. So everything was backloaded. It was all kinds of crap. Uh, this this regime, our Lord and Savior Derek Jeter's regime, has yet to show the dollar like they that they have the the financial power to to get some people. But we'll we'll just wait and see. That's that's all I can say. That's all I can say. And a lot of Marlins all right, Charles. Well, I guess we can get into this because why not? Let's let's get into this now. So the Chicago Blackhawks. Ooh, I was reading that before we jumped on. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. It's it's bad. It's really bad. It's it's not good. This is really really bad. I didn't realize that this was going on in the background, but now that it's come to light, 
it is it is bad so let's let's uh, because this is around the time when i was starting to get interested into hockey so i'm i wasn't really paying attention too much when the blackhawks won their first stanley cup championship uh or at least in that that period that time period of, of players won in 2010 but apparently from this report that was released the chicago blackhawks had been trying to sweep under the rug a uh, sexual assault allegations from one of their players on it was a, it was a trainer right a team trainer the head trainer or whatever or team doctor something yep. like that um and he was he was sexually assaulted by this guy and he did along with i think another player and i believe there was even uh, an intern an intern and maybe I, even somebody in high school like a i think like, it was two players and a minor leaguer and after he was relieved of his duties he was charged with a um, fourth degree misdemeanor of sexual battery on a high schooler, and now he's on the Michigan. Yeah, that, okay. That's yeah, that's the other part. I, I went hardcore. You know me. I'm like, oh, yeah. anytime public official sexual, you know, sexual relations. Uh, yeah, that's of, that's uh, your. That's that's your, that's your profession. That's that's what I have to say. Um, but well, let's rephrase it. I'm not obsessive about this. It's I, just I'm always waiting to see what the spin is because it's kind of shady that this comes out, what, 10, 11 years later. Yeah, and 11 years later. now Chicago's like, oh, we didn't know. Oh, oh. But the Chicago Blackhawks, all right. So there was, at the time, this happened around, they said, a May, May 8th or so in 2010. Now, around NHL regular seasons end around April, and then Stanley Cup playoffs happen. And they go all the way through uh, around the first week of June, right? And then the Stanley Cup final, boom. So the Chicago Blackhawks were on this run. This is, it had been at that point like 40, almost 40 years since they last won a Stanley Cup championship. It had been like a decade since they were actually relevant in the NHL. And they had built up this team. And it, they the, the season prior they went to the Western Conference final it looked like they were they were knocking on the door and that was in 2010 was was the season that things were about to happen but then this happens with this this guy uh, I think his, his last name is Aldridge right so yes. Brad Aldridge there we go so the Chicago Blackhawks get get word of this. And they do an internal team meeting between the higher ups in this organization. So you got John McDonough, who was the president of the team at the time, used to be president of the Chicago Cubs. You have Stan Bowman, who was the general manager. You have Joel Quinville, who was the head coach. Who's currently your head coach, right? And we'll get to that. Okay, I'm correct. I know things. We got Jay Blunk. And we have Kevin Shevodayev, who is the uh, assistant GM, and he's currently the GM of the Winnipeg Jets. So they were all present in this meeting when they were trying to figure out what the heck they were going to do. And at this meeting, they decided that they were going to sweep it under the rug. 
because the Blackhawks were on a run. Joe Quinville, unfortunately, from what has been reported, allegations, as, as we all know, it's all alleged, said, was upset, but <laughs> it didn't seem like he was upset of the horrendous thing that was happening, more that, that he was upset that it was going to the affect timing. team chemistry, the timing of it all. It's like, oh, like of all the times that a, a player got sexually assaulted, it happened during this run where we're, we could win the Stanley Cup. Okay. That sounds like a terrible Groucho Marx or SNL match. Like, ah, of all the times. So, the so, all this happens and they all decide to just kind of, <laughs> we'll deal with it later. Right? And there was a lot of pressure on the line. The Blackhawks had been, once I said, I'd said they were relevant. This is the first time in a long time that they actually looked like championship contenders in, 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 since uh, they made the finals in 92 before that. And it was a delicate situation. And I'm sure those guys didn't know what the heck they were doing. This is, this, I'm sure, and I don't know if this had come up before for anybody else but it seemed like a unique situation well now this comes out 11 years later 139 witnesses were interviewed and it has come to light and the Chicago Blackhawks general manager Stan Bowman who same general manager resigns and he's also currently the general manager of the u.s olympic hockey team and most likely he will not be in that position for that either with the olympics about to come up and the blackhawks try to reach a settlement with the former player that that brought this and the michigan high school player that was that was hanging about the the team facilities around that time. The CEO of the team, Danny Wartz, it was disturbing and difficult to read all of these things. And he has said that there will be nobody in the organization who was part of this anymore. So he's he's going to clean house with anybody that that. Uh, an executive or somebody with any sort of management power. Uh, so most of them at this point, 11 years later, are gone. But the the Blackhawks try to deny this and dismiss this. And some former players now that have since retired and are no longer with the team, uh, Nick Boynton, Brent Sopel, they say that the players knew in that locker room. The players knew that this had occurred. They knew that one of their teammates, and they know who the teammate was, got sexually assaulted. Now, Sports Goose is normally a family-friendly show, but, you know, sometimes we gotta we got to deal with these situations right here, and everybody's talking about this, and I'm sure ESPN won't give it its due, so we got to do it, regardless if they have the NHL stuff now. Uh, one of the, the sadder things that, that has come to light is this, that 
during that that span, players made light of it. They made fun of this player, or this happening to him. Oh, you got all touched and whatever. He followed you. That, like they 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 tried to do that, and yet, but for that guy to be to feel that, I'm sorry, emasculated, all types of feelings, and the team knew. Um, and now trying to reach a settlement trying to see and we'll see if this 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 player well, who's they were still fined two million dollars i think they're going they were to fined two million dollars right now by the national yeah. hockey league which f- from if the hockey guy who's fantastic hockey youtuber must follow if you want to know anything and everything about the nhl he had also referenced other teams and fines that they had received for lighter things considering the circumstances with Ilya Kovalchuk and some issues with contracts the, the New Jersey Devils were fined like five million dollars it was a contract issue it wasn't even like a like anything like this the the Phoenix or the Arizona Coyotes with tampering with draft picks they lost draft picks uh, for, for for that um and I think they were fine, something. And it, and now you have, as of right now, so GM Stan Bowman is gone for the Blackhawks. And they're cleaning house of anybody that's, that's left who was in that position. But we have two guys out there that were in this room that currently have NHL jobs. We have um, uh, Shavodayov. GM of the Winnipeg Jets. I don't know what Winnipeg's going to do. I don't know how they're going to handle the situation. Um, the Jets have been well-constructed lately with their teams. They made the Western Conference Final about three seasons ago. They're still very much a team that can contend for a playoff spot. Andrew says Bowman just resigned as U.S. Hockey Jim. Andrew, don't okay, be Okay, so that just happened. Okay. Come, come give us some loving. And we have Joe Quenville. <laughs> now we're, we're coming to, to here. The Florida Panthers are the best team in hockey right now. They are undefeated. They have a – Joe Quenville is the second winningest coach in NHL history. He is number two. He, he is, by all accounts, a Hall of Famer once he decides to retire. I don't know how the NHL or the Hockey Hall of Fame handles those things with with that sort of with scandalous things. I, I'm not sure. Uh, I, I, most I think the the tough part is sometimes when we are in a based on election, yeah. I don't know how the voting will go. I don't know if it's based solely on the merit and that's it. In which case, Joel Quenville gets in easily. Because we've had players who've been kind of sleazy and stuff off the ice. OJ like Simpson. That, you oh. know? I mean, but OJ already made the Hall of Fame by that point. That's true. I always forget that. I'm thinking that they won't revoke it post exactly. So I'm not sure what happens. And the Florida Panthers, I'm not sure what they do. Uh, I feel like the Panthers aren't going to do anything. I feel like that's what's going to happen. I feel like if anything, they, uh, he, right now Joe Clumbo and 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 uh, are 
I think they had a conversation. I don't know if it's happened yet with Gary Bettman, the commissioner of the NHL. And maybe there might be a suspension. That could be how they feel like is is the proper way to go. But I, I don't... Suspending was accomplished, really. I, I mean, I don't know what it accomplishes. I think they... they but I, I don't know if... If the NHL has the power to uh, have a have a person fired from the league, I'm not sure how that works. To be well, honest, I mean, you don't think you could blacklist somebody or get them out? I, I'm not sure how it works in the NHL. That that's the thing. I'm not sure if that's w- within the the thing. If that's the thing that the board of governors have to come together and and talk about. And I'm assuming that's what's happening right now behind the scenes. The board of governors which are the governors in the NHL are basically the owners of the team. So they are most likely talking right now as to what they are going to do about this, especially with uh, Vinny Viola, who is the, the owner of the Florida Panthers, the majority owner. Uh, gosh, I, I don't know what's going to happen, to be honest. I, I, I don't. I, I as don't a really... fan, how would you feel if they kept him? As because a, now you have to kind of look into what accountability looks like, and it's a situation of are you the ultimate decision maker? Because it's a culture thing, top down, bottom up, and sexual assault. And I think sometimes what happens in that era, twelve years ago, even now in present day, I just time, find it kind of male sexual assault. I, I don't know who the player was, and I, I don't know. It, it, well, they like, say it was a minor leaguer who got called up for the Stanley Cup final. That's as much information that they revealed. Um, but the rest of it was a John Doe situation. And that kind of, I don't know, there's, there's a lot of looking now at other players and other people. Now you have to look at who, who like, it kind of gives you a, a sort of a feeling of, man, you let this happen or you didn't, show any sort of support or something like that you know because i could see i could understand if you know it's a delicate situation they're in this 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 stanley cup run and and having a distraction like that could affect them and they don't win if that doesn't happen but it's not even like it's a coach or a player it's just a gm and at that point i would think that they have they're as hands-off as it should be that's where they really drop the ball yeah it's not as if it's somebody who is. It's not your star player. This is not a Deshaun Watson situation. If you want to compare apples right. to apples, yeah, or even a Trevor Bauer situation. So I'm assuming the the Panthers are going to, and I'm sure the NHL is talking with them and 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 figuring out what the Blackhawks. How I think it just depends on how. How how let's see extensive Joel Quenville's involvement was this was if it was just like he was the last guy to know type of thing and 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 it was it was all just dropped on him when it suddenly happened and he just didn't know what to do I mean I'm sure that's what happened but but and what he said in this room what it alleged to have said I don't know if it can be proven or not and maybe the Panthers just be going on that we don't know if he actually said that or not we have witnesses but how can we really know um, I don't know, and it kind of makes you look back at that Blackhawks team and the players 
there are a couple players still left from that team. Jonathan Taze and Patrick Kane. Jonathan Taze was the captain by that point. And there was some ribbing going on with making fun. Like, it's just like, wow, you guys were kind of dicks to your own teammate like that. You know? <laughs> There's... It's a very delicate situation. This isn't this isn't the this isn't the end. This is just the beginning. We don't know how far this is gonna go. We don't know and at some point this player could come out when he's ready and talk about this. And then we will surely know what's what went on. And I'm not sure what I don't know who the player is. If it's like oh, just yeah, a guy who was in the minor league, with it, but if, yeah, and it 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 it's, it tarnishes the that that group of black, of the Chicago Blackhawks from two thousand and even like say two thousand and eight or so to two thousand and fifteen when that team was just dominant. It's 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 all pretty sad. This is bad, <laughs> and uh, this just dropped. It just dropped. I didn't even know this was going on. I didn't know the investigation was going on, but apparently this this the reporter that for for TSN up in Canada that was not letting go of this story because <clears throat> he had caught wind of it and was trying to get more information from this. And yeah, he received you know verbal and. Twitter, her, you know, harassments and I'm sure threats and things like that from people who are fans of the Chicago Blackhawks and things. Uh, he never let up. So, and now this this pops out. But yeah, that's all I gotta say. I could keep rambling on about this, but uh, and this is all new, and we'll find out if if more comes of this. Yeah. I'm sure more will come of this. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 weird, right? This is this is a weird cross section of of real life and sports, because not a lot of people talk about this type of stuff. Now, remember what was it? Uh, was it Michigan State or University of Michigan? With that that creepy doctor, Larry Nasser. Yeah, there we Michigan go. State. Yeah, where you have medical professionals who are fucking perverts. <laughs> Fucking perverts. Actually, listens to victims because they go pish posh. Yeah, we've had this. I mean, even the freaking the Sandusky horrendous thing that happened at Penn State, like Baylor too. Baylor, yeah, Baylor was another one. But you're saying there's a male sports cultural exceptionalism when it comes to sexual assault victims. Let me get my popcorn. I'm gonna hear this out. And it's 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 kind of. This it's comes tragic. to la- I mean, remember these Blackhawks? They were making fun of this guy in the locker room. This, the, you know, the whole machismo type of thing. When this stuff can happen to men, it has happened to men, and it's and this isn't the first. I'm sure it's happened for decades now. Because you're 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 a team doctor, and you and some team doctors might be fucking perverts and fucking sick individuals, you know. So now you gotta think about that, and who who are your team? Who are your medical staff? Who are your training staff? I mean, uh, what's going on with those people? Because the you know, problem is, is that background checks are one thing, but if it's something that there's everybody kind of reports accountability for, you're not gonna know. And then the other concerning part of everything 
is the fact that there's too much of we'll just let it slide culture. I won't call the boy that boys will be boys culture because it's a derivative statement, but it's more or less of a, you know, we obviously don't value this as an offense. Society does. We don't. And since we're an internal private business, we're going to. We're yeah. do what we want, how we want, when we want. And think about it from a, from a, the player's perspective of sports. Just think of it. Like I said, the machismo thing, though, you know, you got to tough it out, that type of thing. And and you're in a locker room full of men and we're all men and that that type of mentality when i mean you hear it on sports radio and freaking you know as a joke uh, i think hawk and crowder is making fun of crowder for being a vegan that's up like, oh i eating meat and stuff like that you know and it's, and it's like it's funny at some point it's also based on toxic masculinity you know and that happens across sports and everything and and toxic masculinity can at some point get dangerous to a point where this happens and you put everything above anything else and and the cult <laughs> the, the culture of this is awful um you know cuz i always thought uh, there are athletes out there you know when when they they step out of that norm, and I actually appreciate that from them. You know, I'm t- I always think of just the, the dude bros. I I just think of uh, athletes to be. I feel like there, there's more to them. They can be more vulnerable. Yeah, you can you can fucking like kawaii uh, shoujo anime if you feel like it, dude, and be proud of it. You know, I, I, I'm going. I'm rambling once more. I'm rambling on. This is going. I have no idea where this train is going at this point, but. It's uh, I don't know. There's there's a lot of things. Bringing bringing it back to it because I'll give you yeah. my prediction. I don't think I don't think any any hammers fall with anybody who is at the round table because ultimately Th- that's what I feel. Say, yeah, it, it's like how do you complain about your boss doing things that you don't know? And that's the problem. It's not a just following orders argument, but it's more or less like well. You know, maybe you have to tip it to a higher up. That's part of the administration purposes. We're just in the field of things. Yeah. Well, that's, that's how that, you relax it. That's what I was saying. I don't, I don't think the Panthers are going to fire Joe Quenville. I really don't. No. I think the most they would do is like a token suspension, like a team, you know, issued suspension. I don't know, he's gone for five games or something like that. You know, something that's inconsequential or something. Or maybe the NHL finds him or does a suspension of their own. I'm not sure. I don't think the Winnipeg Jets are going to get rid of their GM. I don't think so. I think they're all just going to let Stan Bowman take the fall. And we'll just go from there. But I feel like if this player feels like coming out, that will change perceptions for a lot of people about a lot of guys from that 2010 Stanley Cup championship Blackhawks team. And that's going to be real sad, especially if it's some beloved players, you know? Especially if it's some beloved players. Um, yeah, because for a time, that they were like Chicago's only hope at that point. And the Bears sucked, the Bulls and Derrick Rose stuff happened. The Cubs and the White Sox were rebuilt at that point. It was the Blackhawks for, for and had been years. The team was irrelevant. They were... They had the worst. They, you, their big market, worst attendance for, for uh, like behind Arizona and and some of these southern teams. Like they, they were off. The Blackhawks were 
bad. Really bad. There's a, a fantastic videos across YouTube of, of how awful the situation was in Chicago with, with the Blackhawks and the city and, and everything. And they were turning it around. They were turning it around. It's like they got new new GMs, drafting the right players, new team president, the shitty owner died. Like everything was going great. And it seemed like it was going so great that they 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 this happened. And they were like, we we can't afford to let this get out because all this sh- good shit's happening for us for once and for first time in, in years. And 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 now this, it's all good. it's gonna ruin it. We're 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 going down. Like they they really felt like they couldn't let it get it. Like it, they they were desperate. They were desperate. You know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Man, is that this was bad a- for hockey? I'll leave that on the one question. I, I, I don't think it's a hockey. I think it's 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 more of a, it's more about the Chicago Blackhawks more than anything else. I think it's more about them. I don't think this has any sort of onus on the NHL or the league in general because it was just an ice an, an isolated team unless some worse shit happened someplace else, but. This was more a Chicago Blackhawks bad thing, and yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think it's not it's not on the level or the scale that we're seeing with the NFL, like the John Gruden effect with the Washington. Yeah, with the Washington football team and all the emails and things, we're gonna find out from that soon enough. I think this is more of a uh, Chicago Blackhawks only type of thing. I mean, this is a it's such a personal thing with the person that was affected and things. It's not a league-wide type of scandal type of issue like that. And it's a different type of issue. Of course, Washington had their shit with the cheerleaders and stuff like that. So, you know, they, they have it's the, one of their issues. But, yeah. So, all right. This transition is brought to you by House of Ashes. Namco developed that game. I think it's like the fourth in that series. Of the, it's the third. Well, yeah, it's, it's the fourth. The third. I thought it was of the fourth. that anthology series. Yeah, the that. anthology, yeah. So, there you go. Fuck, where do we go from here? <laughs> That's a bummer. Well, I have a score update in the World Series. Yeah, uh, the Braves on, are up. On, no, no, no. On literally the second pitch of the game, uh, I didn't know. I didn't catch who the batter was, but he, he hit a dinger to that uh, short porch and left the crawford boxes yeah okay and All right. freddie freeman almost got a quasi infield signal um ooh, i thought he might have been safe there uh it was um it was uh he hit into the shift altuve was out in deep left uh sorry deep right um due to the shift uh Barely, <laughs> he barely got him out. Yeah. Okay. So, let's let's see. Where are we? man? We are at. Crap! That took me forty-one minutes to talk about. Wow. All right. Well, let's let's transition to. I guess we can talk about. I mean, a little NBA, right, Charles? There's a little bit, not much, right? I mean, this is the it's the first uh, yeah, week of the season that just went by. You know, our beloved Miami Heat won last night against Andrews 
not really beloved, beloved in spirit. Orlando acknowledged. <laughs> acknowledged Orlando, like they're there. He understands that they're there. You know, I think that's Charles's or not Charles's, but Andrew's feelings about the match. It's like, yeah, they're there. You know, but yeah, they're, they're one and three, and uh, the Chicago Bulls are starting off pretty pretty hot, four and zero right mm. now. You know. Mm. Yeah, I guess maybe. it's better to be four and zero than only four, right? Yeah, well, maybe the maybe the rebuild has finally uh, has finally taken to the Bulls right there. Maybe it, it's finally settled in. And well, it's not like Billy Donovan's an incompetent coach either. No, no, he's not. All right? So the Golden State Warriors are still undefeated. They're three and zero. See above statement in regards to Steve Kerr. Yeah, and we'll see with the the Utah Jazz. And they're two and zero. How's that? And uh, our Heat are two and one, right? Yeah, the the Jimmy Stimmy over there. Oh, he's stimulating our senses. I love. Oh, he stimulates many things for me. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's the thing with Jimmy. The the Lakers are 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 just what Hollywood <laughs> wants, right? That's just what the the media wants. You know. All that's that's going down, but I don't want to spend because everybody else is talking about the Lakers. I don't want to talk about that. This this isn't we're not Stephen A. Smith just harping on one thing. Free tacos, gentlemen. We have a someone stole a base already. That was fast. Okay, gentlemen, free tacos. Ozzy Albie on a Tuesday, everybody. On a Tuesday, so Ozzy Albies, and fuck you for being on the Braves, but thank you for the tacos. All right. Okay. And yeah. he stole it on a lefty, which I'll be honest, I I am thoroughly impressed whenever anyone is able to steal on a lefty. Uh because they're able to do that, you know, shifty pickoff move. Uh, and I guess I can do a, 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 a we'll go the NHL right now. I already talked about the the Panthers being undefeated. That's great. The Buffalo Sabres are starting off well. They're 4 one and one. I don't know how long that's going to last, but it's happening. But the Sabres have done this before, where they started off hot in the first couple weeks and then became the Sabres again. So there's that. The Detroit Red Wings started off okay, all right. The, the Boston Bruins 3-1, and one, that, that seems about right. I, I actually I, I think they'll get one of, the, one of the playoff spots. The Leafs are starting off 2-4-1, and, and Leafs fans are angry. Someone has already thrown their jersey on the ice after a loss. It's pretty early. First week of the or first couple of weeks of the season, and they're already doing this. So I don't know how much I get. The Leafs are are like a super pressure organization. Being in Toronto, but really that that quickly, it, it, it's only the first seven games of the season, people. It's only they've got five points. They're not like Montreal. Montreal's won, won five and zero. Oh. They finally won a game, but they've they've started off completely cold. All right, and Carolina's undefeated. They're they're starting off great. All right, and got the Washington Capitals are still there. They're still doing their thing. Edmonton still doing their thing, undefeated as well. And St. Louis, St. Louis has started off pretty, pretty darn good. Without the, the Blues would, break up the band. After a bit, thought Tarasenko would be gone by now, but apparently they they found a way to keep everybody happy enough to, to stick around, and they're they're starting off the season pretty all right, pretty all right from there. 
Yeah, Connor McDavid leading everybody in points, 13 points already. Alex Ovechkin with 12. Leon Drysaddle with 11. At least the Oilers are supporting their their superstars there. Ovechkin's got seven goals leading the NHL. Still doing it. Still somehow leading the league in, in goal scoring right now. Trying to chip away. Trying to get closer and closer to Gretzky. We'll see if that happens in the next couple years. And yeah. Yeah, that's 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 doing it's going well. It's going well for for a few teams to start off, but there's not aside the Blackhawks story is just the thing right now. That's it. We and we understand this. We understand this when sports start like that. So let's let's uh, that's hockey. That's what's going on right now. That's what's going down. Jorge Soler just hit the first leadoff home run in top of the first inning of Game One in World Series history. Huh. Interesting. Which, oh. I mean, let's be honest, that is such a minuscule stat that I'm not surprised that this is the first. Yeah, it's, that's about... Because it can literally happen only once a World Series. Let's see, hold on. Oh, oh let's let's get a small segment out of the way. Let's, let's do... Uh, I've been sitting on this one for quite a while, and we didn't even really... I mean, we didn't really talk about it much, but it's good to... to let's, let's get something a little more lighthearted. Um... Gosh darn it, where is that freaking graphic? It's been a while since I've... Uh, players remember forget. There we go. So, there's a lot of players out there. We, we try and remember who they are and what they did and how they lived their lives and and see what they're doing today, you know? And maybe they didn't have remarkable careers, but we still want to remember them. And But sometimes, some players have interesting post-career choices you know like this one i got jay richardson everybody so if you guys don't know jay richardson former defensive end in the nfl played at ohio state played briefly i was drafted for by the oakland raiders back in 2007 the fifth round 138th overall and played for Oakland and Seattle and New Orleans. 59 games, 7 sacks, 86 tackles. Not the most remarkable of careers, you know? He goes off, he retires, becomes a sports anchor over at some, I don't know, some some local TV station out in Columbus, Ohio. But, you know, one day he gets, he gets a bright idea along with some other dudes. Like, you know what, guys? I feel like we should start a school. And, uh, high school, uh, a charter school. We'll have a fantastic football team, you know? Well, the greatest team of all time. Though so he does that, and when at the same time, it seems like, yeah, you know, this is also a profitable venture. And you know why, why don't we, uh, you know, take some stuff off the, the top there? And then, well, it fails. They're trying to associate ourselves with the church. It's nice and religious. Church is like, mm-mm, no, no, not for us. And it fails. I was like, you know what, guys? I'm going to run it back. I'm going to run it back, and I, I feel like doing this again. You know, I have a great name for this team, too. Something that sounds like it's a religious organization, but it's not. I'll name it after a tree. Bishop Sycamore. That's what I'll name it. Yeah, and we'll have like, an, a, like, a, like a, a, a helmet logo. It'll look like the, the Raiders in Vegas. The Golden Knights had a baby. You know, the same color scheme. I played for the Raiders. Let's see the same color scheme. It's black and white. 
cheapest colors we can find, probably get as well for uniforms. Let's do it. Let's do that. All right. So they they create this team called Bishop Sycamore. Jay Richardson, this guy. And he's like I'm. And let's let's be honest. Crusaders is probably the most Christian name you can come up with. Right. Well, Bishop Sycamore, Crusaders, and it's like, well, we're a charter school or a private charter school. Let's face off against those other private charter schools, right? Well, not those crappy ones. All right, we're, we we need to make a name for ourselves. We're gonna face one of the some of the best ones, like I don't know that 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 team out in Bradenton was it the IMG Academy. IMG Academy. Yeah, let's let's play them. Let's play those guys. I'm sure we can keep it close. <laughs> and I'm just, let's go around the country. Let's take this on tour, everybody. Let's take this on tour. Well, we'll get some. We'll we'll, we'll cash some checks. You know, head on down to the to the Amscot, and, and and make some money. And they they kept the charade going. And then one day they were like, you know what, guys, this is going so well. Nobody knows what's going down. All right, these kids actually think they're gonna make something of themselves. You know what? I bet you. I, I bet you we could pull in a bunch of kids into our, our program, we could charge them. They'll, they'll think we're legit. Maybe if we can get on national TV. Well, how is this gonna happen? Oh, I don't know, man. Let's go on ESPN. They got f- high school football for some stupid reason. I don't know who wants to watch it, but you know what? I we can get on there. They're 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 broadcasting it right instead of the NHL. Okay, fine. All right, well, all right, well, we got to play a team that makes us look legit too. All right, let's go against IMG Academy. All right, they they whooped their asses last time, but I I have a good feeling this is all gonna work out. Yeah, but we got a game like three days before that, dude. Yeah, they're kids. They can recover quickly. It's not like the NFL, right? Let's go. Let's do it. But we doing it like okay, fine, fine. Let's go. Our, our uniforms aren't even clean. We never clean them, dude. Let's just go. And so they go. And they're on national TV against IMG Academy. Bishop Sycamore. And you know where they play this game, guys? The Pro Football Hall of Fame. That's where they play the game. And they gave VSPN a, a, what looked like a ransom note, but was actually just the the roster of the players and and it went as great as 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 anyone could have imagined How, what was the score was it 59 to nothing was it something like that it was a lot it was a lot it was a lot they didn't score a single damn point you know it did score the memes oh the memes came out for sure the the head coach i think he has a, he has a, he had an arrest warrant out for him so and he was promptly fired afterwards because i don't know they felt like they needed to save face jay richardson when they started knocking people started wondering what the hell is with this team what how how did this even happen how could such a a a crappy high school team even get on here And, and so they started poking around people started poking around trying to figure out how this could happen you know and they weren't even part of ohio's a state high school football organization. They were what? State of Texas, right? Well, yet they were in Columbus, Ohio. So I don't know how that works, but apparently they found a way. And there, it was also found out a lot of the players, they didn't even have a physical school. Uh, 
it, it, <laughs> every time people try to Google map the address, it kept changing. It was like somebody's house at one point. And it was found out a lot of the players weren't like even high school aged anymore. They were all in junior college. And, and who knows, maybe some of them might have been older. Who, who can really say right now? No proper medical staff. No proper anything. And yeah, so I, I, I don't... I, I don't know what's gonna happen with this Bishop Sycamore thing, but it was the it was hilarious. It was funny. I love it. I and and I had it here for, to to highlight Jay Richardson because we can't we can't let her forget. And who knows? Maybe at some point something will come of this in the future. Maybe maybe there's got to be somebody working on that thirty for thirty or a Netflix documentary or something. Maybe it's a whole thing that's across the country where there's all these scandalous football high school charter teams that are siphoning money from kids and parents and and ruining some lives so it did you guys did make it name for yourself jay richardson you 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 did it dude you did it so congratulations and uh and sure as hell we remember you now that's for sure <laughs> yeah so i think that crosses us close to the threshold for our halfway point so let's go guys let's do it uh, we're going to the word from our non-sponsors, people, places, things, concepts, what have you, that we have been enjoying over the last week. I went first last time. Who wants to go first this week? I guess I'll go. Hmm. All righty. Um, I know I, I believe I've said uh, Costco in the past, but I don't believe I've done it for this reason. And if I have, then... I will think of something else. Um, have you guys ever been to Costco? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Get them giant-ass pizzas. Not get, just the giant-ass Get some of that Froyo. Get that Froyo. Froyo's good, too. Froyo's good, too. Do you know get what else hot, is good? Get them hot dogs. That $1.50 hot dog get combo. That, get them dogs. Hell, yeah. That Hell, dollar- yeah. That dollar fifty hot dog combo is that's a good way to fill up, fuel up. Uh, so let's see. So buck fifty times seven percent for tax, that would be I don't know, I don't math. Whatever. It's cheap. Plus <laughs> two dollars. You were struggling for sure. But I, I, I wasn't I was honestly like, don't I, I can't even try either. But yes, yes, that food, that that just go oh that it's worth the wait in line for sure it is definitely worth the wait you know tell tell your other family members you know guys go around whatever i'll get the food i'll wait here you know i'll wait out, out, out in front i mean it was a lot more it was a lot more fun before COVID. the virus yeah we can say, say whatever we want COVID, youtube doesn't care anymore <laughs> uh about co- uh it's a lot more fun before covid because you could Wear your mask, eat inside, not have to worry about it. Um, it's a bit more, you have to be a bit more mindful now. In fact, I never eat inside anymore. I just, I take it out. But, which is unfortunate because then you can't uh, put condiments on it. It's, it's weird to have to take that thing out in that that paper bag with uh, a bunch of sloshy condiments on it. It gets all over the place. Yeah. You know, 
when you get your condiments, you want to eat it right then, right there. For anyone that doesn't know this combo, first off, you should. Two, um, at least they used to. You could go in without a membership to get it, but I don't. I think they've changed it since then. Um, but it is a quarter pound hot dog. It's a good hot dog. It's not some piece of shit hot dog like they serve at Marlins Park. Um, and a 20 ounce drink of choice from a soda fountain. And Costco uses Pepsi products. So you've got Pepsi, Diet Pepsi, Mountain Dew, uh, all that jazz. It's good shit. And they, and they have onions as a condiment, which is very rare. And it's actually quite good. I recommend it. If you, if you <laughs> like onions, um, it, it adds a nice little bit of crunch. You don't really taste the oniony-ness. Uh, you're not convincing me on that one, Andrew. All right. I like putting all kinds of weird uh, uh, onions are my my no no. <laughs> so they much like olives are for you, you know. Nah, uh, yeah, that's yeah. true. Uh, so yeah, uh, Costco hot dogs uh, promo code quarter pound hot dog. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cut. You know. That's ah, that's it's always so good, man. It's always so good, and and the pizza, the pizzas, you know, the pe- just just the sheer I, size I can, of it, you know. I can debate on the pizza thing because I would argue that Sam's has better pizza. Hmm, I don't think I've ever had their pizza. Interesting. I mean, the the Sam's near me has gone to shit recently. Um. So I don't know if it's a if it's a location thing or if it's a a brand thing, uh, but either way, generally they are much better. Um, the other thing that Sam's has, which I told you a few years ago, I was going to get you to have one of these, and I still haven't had that happen. Is a was it uh, a drink? You see, it was like a drink. Ice cream right? float. There Root we go. Float. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. That's root beer that's float. Wait, 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 wait. You've never had a root beer float? No, no. I'm Hispanic. Man. <laughs> 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 All right. I, I won't. I won't watch the Sandlot, and I won't. I, I've never had a root beer float. So why, yeah. Why is it like every time? Every time the grand reveal. It's not me or Andrew. <laughs> It's not me. First, it starts with, I know your dirty secret. Oh, you take ketchup like a weird person and make it messed up. Okay, that's fine. Oh, I've never seen a salad. Okay, and now you've never had a root beer float? <laughs> it's like every time. It's funny you've had this reaction because you he, he didn't have the reaction last time Andrew talked about this, but. <laughs> I probably wasn't paying attention on the root beer float thing. It was on Costco because I'm like, oh, yeah, pizza, nachos. I get that. I've been there, you know, whatever. But. <laughs> I, 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 you can't tell me it's a cultural thing too i think i think to mix things is to be human ice cream soda cream i've ale. never been into root beer so i wouldn't want to be into root beer float that's my thing mm, you know? one day aside from the fast food draft we're gonna have the soft drink draft <laughs> oh gosh andrew i'm sorry to steal your moment <laughs> no 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 I- I'm glad that I'm not that you you agree with me here, and that we we. What, How much have I missed out on, really? They <laughs> you have guys, one of those things, it's the it's like a rabbit hole. I, I'm sure if you guys got me down Clockwork Orange style, you'd just be feeding me and just showing me all kinds of stuff. 
So, you know those, what are they called, pub crawls? Yeah, that's a reference yeah. on you, Clockwork Orange. There you go. Yeah. Um, we need to do a food crawl where we just spend one day, you know, all right, Andrew, what's, what's name of food you haven't had that the other two have had? Okay. Uh, Ooh. You've, you've this sounds had, like... You've, okay. you've never had tres leches? Okay, let's go get some tres okay. leches. So uh, Francisco, you've never had root beer float. All right, let's get a root beer float. This sounds like on, on, on another podcast I listen to, Extra Napkins. It's a food-based podcast. They had this thing called the Baked Goods Bro Down. So they decided because there were you know the restrictions and going down whatever, and they they live out in, in in California around San Diego, and so they decided you know what let's go to uh, with a few of their other friends from like L.A. They converged upon Anaheim because it was like the most central location for all of them, and they decided to go to a Angels game. So they go to this Angels game, but the, the caveat was that they needed to bring a baked good from a local place to share amongst the bros. And thus, they would have the baked goods bro down. It wasn't a contest. It was just a, a baked goods bro down. Just bros just bringing baked goods, you know, pies and all kinds of stuff to share amongst each other in the parking lot before heading into the the Angels game. So it sounds semi-similar to that. And, and, I'd, be, and I'd be for it for sure, you know? And then we could we could report on our findings. Yeah, um, exactly. We'd have to find like, yeah, like a central location that could allow us to do that. So you know that's basically the 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 whole basis of Action Bronson's "Fuck That's Delicious" on Vice, which is an amusing show to me. In case you guys have never seen it. Hmm. Okay. I mean, they just go around and eat stuff. <laughs> good. It doesn't have the pretentiousness of Anthony Bourdain. Hey, man. Hey, R.I.P. to Anthony Bourdain. He was a good man. Okay, mm. you know, it's all right. Yeah. I don't, well, just just reading the things about him and, and learning about some. Okay, that's a whole tangent. But yeah, yeah. All right. So okay, I guess I'll go next. So I, I guys, it's spooky season, right? Mm-hmm. It's spooky season. Spooky things are happening. I I haven't been playing any spooky games like Charles has. I haven't been watching much spooky movies. For sure. Of course, I'll probably say something that you guys were like, well, you've never seen that, and you guys would be pissed off at me. So I won't mention it. What, what Halloween movie have you not seen, Francisco? <laughs> uh, Just rip the band-aid. Oh, God. I've never seen Friday the 13th. I've never seen Halloween. Uh, I've seen The Omen. I've seen Amityville. I, I've seen... I've seen... A, uh, gosh, what was the other one I saw? I forgot. Anyways... But yeah, yeah, never seen um, uh, was it the Nightmare on Elm Street? Never seen any of that. Never seen the classics, that's for sure. I'm not into the horror stuff much. I'm not. quitting this show. <laughs> you know, all right. I'm more into comedies and things like that. But uh, anyways, so I'm on YouTube, and I love YouTube. Right, we're on YouTube right now, guys. Okay, they suspended us, but we're still on it. And it's spooky season, and I've been watching a lot of mystery YouTube channels. And there's a lot of good ones. There's another, a lot of good ones out there. Uh, but I guess one in particular that kind of started me on this rabbit hole of finding other mystery slash spooky YouTube channels 
was one called Nexpo, which is short for Nightmare Expo, right? That sounds like a good place to start. So Nightmare Expo, he's got about 2 million subscribers, but his stuff is good. He's got some really good, well-made videos, documentary-style videos. All right, the cult in a boarding school, his latest one, is is crazy. Uh, that that one, is, and it's not just it's it's not just spooky stuff. It's also uh, mysterious stuff as well. But a lot of these things, it, because it's based on reality, it's based on real things. So it's it's kind of scary. And sometimes, and he, sometimes he has like a one-off video where he tries to figure out why some cash registers have the Sonic the Hedgehog ring sound when you when you when you when you, you know buy something. And he did like a short video about that. But he's also got this series called Disturbing Things from Around the Internet, and so, some of those videos make you want to you know lock your doors, uh, make sure. Uh, everything's closed all your windows are closed type of things you know you don't you don't want any creepy stuff you know you're, you hear noise you wake up suddenly at 4 a.m you kind of feel a little little freaked out that that's one of those that that really got me uh going but yeah there's some disturbing things some horrible things and just horrendous things and that's it's kind of gotten me in the in the, the halloween spirit for sure so nightmare expo is a good one that i would recommend for anybody who wants to get into the spirits and kind of, kind of have uh, a lot of fear and, uh, and fearing for their lives uh, in their day-to-day lives, you know, I think we all need that sometimes, uh, so we we don't get too off, get caught too off guard sometimes, and you know, you can be a little, you can get a little complacent around real life, and sometimes you need some reminders that, well, some things could go wrong. And this is a channel that shows a lot of things that could go wrong. So, uh, promo code existential crisis. All right. That's the start. So, fellas, we have a first. A first ever. Ever. We've been doing this show, what, three years? Yeah. Um, This is the first time I have a non-sponsor who's actually sponsoring us here. Because straight up, my non-sponsor is House of Ashes. <laughs> we, we played it over the weekend. Wait a minute, wait, I have... a minute Char- wait a minute, Charles. Hold on. Wait, how can a non-sponsor be a sponsor? You, you can't use that because they are not, <laughs> they are a sponsor. <laughs> well, you know, this is where we go into the world and so, say, hey, it's a this, this, Okay, so I, the, the non-sponsor has... So, word for our non-sponsors has ended, and now we're in the word from our non-non-sponsors. I mean, we've sold out a long time ago, so... Yeah, but now we've got the double negative here, so it's not a non-sponsor. <laughs> we're on a paradox. Okay. Well, you know, we're on a paradox. Guys, I just don't have a non-sponsor, right? But, um, no, Go. so I have played some <laughs> massive games before. I have mentioned Until Dawn, I believe as the kind of pick-your-own-adventure kind of thing where everything's inconsequential, but it's a damn good time, where the CGI is always good, the gameplay is very limited to just kind of QTEs and just some... You know, it's kind of funny. The ad just popped up right now. <laughs> Listen, do you believe in coincidence? It knows. Yeah, you can believe in coincidence or you just accept it as it is, kids. Mm. Um, but I... 
played over the weekend with my friends. You know, we kind of have this annual thing where it's like, oh, it's spooky season. Let's kind of do some kind of gaming that has a choose your own venture. We did that with Until Dawn, uh, Man of Medean, which I skipped out on, and then um, House of Hope or Little Hope. But then came House of Ashes. I had gotten some good reviews. And I was like, okay, it's backdrop is back during the Iraq War, but obviously there's something more spookier there than Saddam's supposed weapons of mass destruction that is, you know, not existing at that time. But you get to play four or five characters come in, short game, six hours, but it's kind of good for what it has to be. Sometimes these games have high replayability, but it is good either to kind of do yourself. I didn't think this one was necessarily scary, but I did find it interesting. I won't go into full out detail of what was happening there for your own explorations as part of the dark picture anthology but it has a good cast good voice acting some of the dialogues a little trite and obvious of how they would portray a military character but it's a lot of fun and it's really good if you just have a group of friends over a family and you want to do something interesting and you just kind of put the controller in someone who doesn't play video games that often so you see what their reactions is when they're trying to press x or circle or r2 or you know, A, B, X, Y, whatever, going to our Xbox days, because I'm not trying to be PS5. Preferential runs well. PS5 upgrade. Good times, man. Good times. Um, And they're going to make a fourth one in the dark picture, because they're going to do it to two seasons. So apparently there's one more, which is The Devil in Me, which looks a little bit more Frankensteinish. But I mentioned Supermassive Games before. I've mentioned Until Dawn. So ironically, real recognizes real. I guess that's how we'll kind of curtail this. So they recognize our greatness, so I am recognizing their greatness, and they were able to do this on a lower budget because they didn't have Sony's um, money supporting to it. But hey, thanks, House of Ashes, for the stream, and you should thank me for kind of already planning this out to speak to you. So House of Ashes, get on your gaming console for spooky season. You can't play after November 1st because then it's just not fair anymore. <clears throat> Francisco probably thought it was going to be another spooky game, but I have not beaten it yet. I will probably, hopefully, if I'm not old and tired this week but i don't like to do video games as non-sponsors until i actually finish them or if unless i know i'm happy with it so that's where we're at now maybe they'll be our non-sponsor next week but you'd be surprised how hard it is just to beat two remaining hours is when you're tired and you want to take a nap before you start a show um house of ashes promo code paradox mm, yeah okay that's that's different <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. It's it, it's the out of 119 episodes. I've only been on for probably yeah. Of all the things like we haven't. Enough? It's funny. We've we've had things that we've had things that we like sponsor us, and we're like, you know, you know, that's something that we're into, right? Like the whole time McDonald's was doing because they haven't shown up lately. So I'm assuming they ended it with us. We kept talking about Burger King. We never King. tried the damn thing. We never tried the damn thing. We kept talking about Burger King and Wendy's and KFC, and we never went to them to try any of that stuff. Uh, so we, we didn't do that. Uh, we, we had like those Star Trek diecast models that like Andrew would be super into, mm-hmm. and he never bought one of them. You know, at, at one point, we've had countless different types of video games. I'm actually playing Fogs. They were actual sponsor, so I have I haven't beaten it, but I played. I really it. feel bad that we never played the Eden game or whatever the hell it's called because they were. Yeah. They, oh yeah, they, they were, were us. They were, yeah, they were there for like like seven months or something, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe you know, that, I know that I know the catch line. I can never remember the game. I just remember yeah. you are Eden. Yeah. Or you are Eve. Yeah, you were just cast out of the Garden of Eden. You know, and then you, you're all pissed off and you got to go back. Yeah. Uh, just think of all the things that 
did yeah there, there's a lot of stuff but yeah this is the first time that someone's out, out outwardly said the thing that was sponsoring was us planned. currently you know that's the thing it was planned man oh well then like i didn't know they were sponsoring us that's why i was laughing myself a little bit <laughs> yeah we had them we had back for blood and i've yet to play it but um yeah, yeah, Back for Blood. I don't want to say it's going to be a hard sell for me, um, but if I want to play something from Total Rock, I would just replay Left 4 Dead 2, which is a fantastic game in the upper echelon of Valve's, Valve's never going to make another one. All right. No. Okay, so we are here. Um, I think this is more of a truncated show. I really don't, didn't have much planned, to be honest. So uh, we talk about the hockey thing, basketball is not much. I guess we can go to college football, right, Andrew? We knew that. Yeah, over the we, past weekend. Uh, another very interesting week in yeah. college football. How about that overtime way, game? Um, just a quick update on the World Series. Uh, I didn't catch who the hitter was, but he came about... If the ball had gone, was maybe... Oh, interesting. Hang on. That was okay. <laughs> Sorry. People watching the, the people who listen to the the radio ver or the audio version of this are gonna be like, "What the hell?" <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so anyway, I mean, guy cereal, by the way. I didn't catch who it was. Came <laughs> up, the the outfielder had his back literally touching the wall when he caught this home uh, potential home run ball. If the fence was a foot closer. Maybe two feet closer, it would have been a home, a three-run home run. Um, instead, advanced the runners to second and third, um, and now, thanks to a sacrifice ground out, it's now three-zero Atlanta. Two outs oh, in the God, top of the second. Win, they? Charlie win, Morton. I mean, Charlie Morton got out of a bases loaded oh, two-out jam. They're gonna, they're gonna win it. Okay. All right. The best thing has to be the fact that Dusty Baker is here managing because what's Dusty known for? Choking it. Oh, Unfortunately, he's gonna choke it. It's gonna be like the first World Series sweep in like six years. Um. Uh, anyway, so, uh, what was? Well, I guess we'll give uh, give an update, a sports goofs update. Uh, the original trio of goofs, uh, myself, Francisco. Oh yeah, that's right. Rug went to FIU's homecoming game against Western Kentucky, hmm. home of the. Hilltoppers, and I was very, I was very disheartened when I saw that Big Red was not in attendance. Big Red, of we, course, is WKU. Yeah, the big old thing, a amorphous red blob of a mascot. I think it's just a giant hill, right? Isn't he? That was a giant red hill. Nobody know. knows what he is. Okay, not even Hilltoppers know what he is. Okay. Or, oh, I yeah, we didn't talk say, about our trip. Let's talk about that, Andrew. I can't let's, even let's say some, it's a he. It's uh, an it. So, so, uh, so yeah, Saturday, it was Andrew's idea to, to get together and, and go to homecoming. So we did. We visited the old alma mater, uh, took a photo at, at the law school, Charles, just for you, because we know you love, we know you love the law school. Um, so we did that. But beforehand, we had actually, oh, man, that should have been a non-sponsor too, right? A joint non-sponsor with me and Andrew, 109 Burger. Yeah. As as it wasn't FIU. You know? I would truly quit the show. <laughs> so, actually, let's go back. Let's go back. Let's do that. You know, we can, we can do that because it's our show. We can do whatever we want. So, we, we went to 109 Burger. Go. So, let's, let's, let's just show Charles 
some of the things that we I don't know if you've been there, Charles. Not sure if you if you went there. Probably in my time in Miami. Uh, yeah, it was. It's it's all. It's right, literally right next to the school, literally right there across the street. Uh, so, is this the right one? I have no effing clue if this is the right one. Oh yeah, this is it. All right, so yeah, one hundred nine burger. So here it is. Uh, they we, we we each got. I forgot what Doug got. I forgot. Oh no, Doug got tacos. I got tacos, but I assumed that they had gluten free buns, but apparently they don't. I, I was I was misled by a reviewer on Yelp, so that person goes screw themselves. But me, me and me and Andrew were able to partake in the hamburger offerings that they that they had there. And and I'm trying to see if they have photos here. I'm sure you can't see it, of course, in the in the the audio version of this. But I, I will try and find a photo of what Andrew had. But Andrew, what did you have? I had, I had a cheeseburger. Uh, describe the cheese. <laughs> it ain't just no cheeseburger. <laughs> it was a che- The cheese was a four cheese macaroni and cheese. So it was a burger slathered with macaroni and cheese. So I'm on the Yelp page, and we'll see if we can find a... F- oh, yeah, there it is. It, there's the photo right there. There it is. All right. I, I'll be honest. I was very whelmed with the burger. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because here's the thing. When you're getting that burger with the mac and cheese on it, you're expecting that mac and cheese to be hot. Or at least warm. It wasn't. It was lukewarm at best. Hmm. Okay. Not to mention, and again, I I have a ton of respect for people in the service industry. They take oh so yeah, that it was yeah. It was the folly for sure on the uh, on the thing was that they made us wait for for quite a while. They, I, <laughs> this is less me, of a non-sponsor, more of a food review <laughs> critique. Uh, this is exactly what I want us to evolve into. Let, let me, let me. I mean, might let, eventually let, become that. Let me preface. Let me preface my statement by saying this. Like I said, I have all the respect in the world for people that work in the service industry. They are grossly underpaid for how much shit they have to deal with from management, from customers, you name it. But one hundred nine burger which was really not super crowded, I suppose. Um, uh, I think they, no, they looked like they were at full capacity for the most part, except well, for the bar. Because they had that one capacity, giant table yeah, and there was a bunch of people sitting in those booths in the, on the side. Yeah. So I don't think there was, and then they had like a couch in the middle of the right. of the thing. So, so I think it was, it was full in their sense. Yeah, it's full capacity, now they mention it. But still... It took us like what forty five minutes to get our food. Yeah, I think uh, it most likely the the kitchen ran ran late with because maybe all those people showed up at once. They had that big giant table with like six, mm-hmm. seven, eight people there, so they probably were getting to their food and they just took a while on us. So because we, yeah, we had like four or five refills of our sodas. I know it was great. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 that's the reason we got to the law school. I had to go, you know. But, yeah, but, okay, so what what did you think, over, I mean, aside from lukewarm, what did you think of the burger itself overall? 
again, I was whelmed. Okay, well, um, okay. I mean, listen, it's it was, it's massive. It's huge. Yeah, it is. The problem is, if it was, I go back to the whole warm thing. If mm-hmm. it was warmer, I think it would have tasted better. Is that the burger? Yeah, the one on the on the screen. If you're watching the video version, but yes, that's, that's there's a lot going on. Yeah, there's there's several different things of it there. Uh, I, th- that's the, I mean the mac and cheese. I'm not. I mean I like mac, mac and cheese. I, mean, I wasn't. I mean I've had it, of course. I'm not gonna say I didn't have mac and cheese. All right, Charles would really kill me. But <laughs> but oh, I throw my. I, I would just get in my car right now. <laughs> that's a paddling. No, I've, I've had mac and cheese, but I, I'm just. Well, I'll tell you what. I got gourmet mac and cheese like a, a like a steakhouse. <laughs> Charles, tell you that? what, one of these days when you're free, we'll we'll hit up 109 Burger. I Charles feel like we we, we would we have to go at the because I've been there a couple maybe three or four times now, and I, it never was like that, Andrew. I'll tell you that much. I've never I never had to wait that long for the for the food to come out. So, I mean, so. 45 minutes though is kind of. Yeah, but for ten fifteen minutes, I get it. No, no, I I understand that. But for for hamburgers, it seemed like it was running on a bit, you know, for sure. And Um, again, I got mine last. Mine took the longest for some reason. Yeah, and his was delayed by another probably five minutes, and they got Charles' order wrong, or they got Doug's order wrong initially. Yeah, they got his. uh, I got one person. Yeah. So it was he, he, ordered, he got he ordered hard shell. They gave him half a uh, soft shell. Soft shell. And we already had that debate on the show. So, um. <laughs> yeah, I was. It was you read my mind because I was about to say some stuff. <laughs> I felt like he got rid of the the superior version of the tacos, but you know, I agree. <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah, hard, hard shell just cuts hard ones. Um. Sorry, I, I haven't really. I, I just had uh, wraps for lunch, and I'm just I'm just munching on some special K right now on the side. But it's our show, so it doesn't really matter, right? I had the Blue Moon Burger, all right. So uh, this. Blue Moon beer battered uh, patty. So that, that's already a good start for me. Blue cheese, of course. Got that. Got the uh, the lettuce and the arugula in there. And I got okay. the pickle. Got the Am I like the person who sees like a season bun and just gets freaked out because it's so uncommon these days? You think brioche buns, you yeah. think pretzel buns. Oh no, the, oh, the, oh no, the sesame seed, you know, the good sesame seed buns. I'll, I I appreciate a good sesame seed bun for sure, especially when they're very seedy. You know, now like I can get like you know the Wonder Bread sesame seed and all that stuff, but that that was the you know the gourmet style one, and I I was very much a fan of that. And, and it was massive as well. This normally comes with like caramelized onions. I don't like onions. I took that off. But for the most part, I was very, very satisfied with this burger. Uh, it came out warm for me, Andrew. So it, was, it, it wasn't uh, any of that. It comes with fries, of course. And, and I like the tangy dip that, they, that these things came with for sure for the fries. And uh, I, I really enjoyed that. So that's what I had, Charles. That that's the review. <laughs> this is a sports show, everybody. Uh, so there you go. Uh, so that yeah, that was our our little excursion to 109 Burger before we headed back to law school, and then uh, kind of I, I dicked around in the library for a bit. I wanted to move some stuff around, but Andrew wouldn't let me. Uh, 
<laughs> I really oh, I want I wanted to move things around, just move things where they weren't supposed to be and be like I think I feel like I should be able to do that if I graduate from the school. I feel like that should be a rite of passage, you know? As, aside from getting on the roof, which we, we you know, I've always wanted to get on the roof and throw Why did you sp- subject yourself to return. Cuz Andrew said we wanted to go to homecoming. I had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> And the law school is the closest building and the only building that I really know. And I knew the bathrooms were, on a Saturday were going to be clean because nobody else. There was a, what, like five people in there, Andrew, that we saw in the library? Something like that, right? Something like that. Yeah, five people. Um, I actually wanted to scare people, too. I'd be like, it, it's, it doesn't work out, everybody. I, re- I wanted to be spooky, but uh, it didn't look like they wanted to be bothered, so. You know, it's like, guys, I graduated from the school and, and I'll tell you all the things, all the horrible things. Um, yeah, but then, yeah, then we headed off to the to the to the game and it was more crowded than we thought it would be, to be honest. Right, Andrew? Yeah, I'd say. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I didn't like there were actual there were other people that looked like they weren't students there. And uh, we saw there was like a Halloween contest as well for the for the kids. And that was going on at the same time. Um, me and Doug bought our tickets online quickly, popped inside. We headed on over to uh, one of the corners uh, that didn't really have a lot of people. And we, we sat ourselves down and, and we watched the game. We, we were It started off okay initially, the game. But then, FIU actually yeah. was leading. Yeah, it. we were leading. Um, it, it, it was, I was impressed. I was thoroughly impressed. And we, we thought it was like, oh, let, it, me, let me give some, let me give it, give you some context here. Yeah. So FIU went six and seven in 2019. Um, their last FBS their they lost their bowl game, but they became bowl eligible with win over Miami. And that was a huge upset, and it, it, it was fantastic being able to cover that game. Um, everyone was stunned. The very much pro-Miami crowd was, was stunned. Um, but they haven't won an FBS game since. Their, their sole win, they lost their FBS, FCS game last year against uh, Francisco's beloved uh Jacksonville State Gamecocks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um but yeah, so they went winless last season and then this season their one and only win to date was against the LIU Sharks. LIU of course being Long Island University. Um of course. So other than that, they are one in five on this season. They've lost the rest of their non-conference games and so far winless in conference. So they have not won an FBS game since I want to say November 23rd of 2019. Dear Lord. And there was the chance, the possibility that they could have done it this time. They actually had a lead at one point. They were keeping it close. And then everything went to shit. Uh, it, it was no fun. And I, I'm ashamed to admit it. I've only left a football game early once in my life. And that was because 
I had to go to a wedding reception. I was able to uh, negotiate a deal where I could miss the ceremony for a big UCF game against South Carolina um, if I could go if I went to the wedding reception. Um, that was the one and only time prior to this Saturday that I left a game early, and that was just because Doug and Francisco wanted to. But still. It was worth it because nothing of interest happened afterward, and we were able to walk freely without any issues. Hmm. Sounds like hell. <laughs> I don't know. One day I'll probably go back to FIU. Oopsies. I will like it. You'll you know probably I mean? be giving a talk, Charles, because he seems to be on that on that track right now with all of your presentations. I sold out, guys. I don't know how the hell that happened. <laughs> you're, one day, like, you're, you're going to be up there in front of those students and be like... You guys, oh. I've done not one, but two CLEs. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you should have given us the... You should have given me the code, man. I need to, you know, comply. I have until 2023, but still. <laughs> What's in 2023? My compliance for the Florida Bar CLE. I've already done oh. like five... I've already done... I've already got like five five of the 20 or 30 hours that we need but you know mm. the scary prospect that we have right sorry um, I'm drinking a shake right now <laughs> 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 I'm just I'm, I'm hungry guys sorry uh, so we're um, okay so yeah FIU yeah you know it was it was more about hanging out with the guys so anyway um Yeah, FIU lost, naturally. Uh, it was a very underwhelming game for the Panthers. Hmm. And but the burger race. Yes. And the taco race. And the taco race. FIU, in the middle of the second quarter, um, has a burger race where it's two teams of two line up uh one of them is is on the goal line the other is around i don't know the 25 yard line um and a little bit of a few things of ingredients quote unquote are lined up between them the two people are dressed up as burger buns so the so t uh, player one has to run back and forth to put all of these ingredients on the bottom bun person who's lying on the ground. <laughs> One person's sole job is just to lie there. Right. Um, and then, so eventually the team that is able to put all of the ingredients on and then the, the top person on, so it's whoever makes the first complete burger wins. Um, and I think the funniest part is you see the top person basically just uh, do a, f a five a five star splash onto the uh, the bottom bun person. Yeah, the last part, just the, yeah, especially if it's close and somebody needs to win. And photo hopefully, Charles, you're proud of me of throwing that wrestling reference in. Rob Van Dam five star frog splash for all those who don't know. Um. I, am I mean, uh, minus the the kind of tuck in because you can't really do that from t 
two feet above the person, but still. Um, yeah, it's very funny. Uh, and then they have a similar thing for um, Taco, except it's just one person per team. Um, and then they are, they have to roll themselves into a taco. Which I, I, I'm not sure, is a taco a taco if it's rolled up like that? We could have this debate. Technically, it might be a burrito if it's closed in on both the beginning and the end of it. it it's open on both sides. It's a taco. Hmm. Francisco, you want Mr. Hispanic, Mr. I've never had a rear grip float? <laughs> he just ran away from this. I, I would say. What happened? <laughs> I'm back. I'm sorry. Wow. You, you missed an important thing there, good buddy. What happened? What did I miss? Andrew, re ask your question, sir. If, if a soft taco is rolled, Yes. Is it a taco? I gotta put this down. Let me see. <laughs> Hold on a second. No. Well. No, it's not. Here's the thing. Francisco, if it was closed off at the beginning and the end of it, it would be a burrito. But I would venture that it is a taco because part of the Airness of the soft taco is having a wrap around. Unless you consider, okay, my dogs are going crazy this debate. Unless you consider the facet of an open face sandwich logic when it comes to open face taco. Let's see. And it hold must on, be visible. On. I gotta think. Around. Hold on, I gotta think about this. You know, taquitos are also. But they're also deep fried. Well, they're deep fried, yes, but they 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 do start off as tacos, and I, I can I yeah I can kind of subscribe to that because they are open ended at the end of those. Because they were once tacos, but they were all rolled up and then deep fried. So, yeah, it's all about the way you fold Mexican food that determines its category. So, so hmm. you're saying it has to be, and I'm not trying to be graphic on our show, but I'm just giving the best example. It has to be held as if I'm peeing in order to be a taco. It has to be visible. It has to be like a hot dog. This scare. This opens a scarier concept. I gotta, no, I gotta research this. I gotta is a taco, a soft taco that is folded, a cousin of a hot dog, which equals the greatest debate ever. Cousin of a, it, no, it, it cannot I'm be. I'm just saying, it, there's a couple. Then, then you would say that. pigs in a blanket are tacos in that sense. Pigs in a blanket is a croissant with meat inside. It is actually closer to an empanada than we think. <laughs> These, see, these are the philosophical, philosophical differences the Cardinals fired their manager for, you know? Pretty much. He, he probably <laughs> says a hot dog a sandwich, and they fired him Schlitt, when he says a hot pocket's on empanada. I'm like, <laughs> you stand on your principles. These, these... <laughs> All right. Um, what, man, this is much more of a food-based episode than I thought. <laughs> I thought it would be. We had the Costco food. We went on 109 bird, and I was talking about this, you know? Uh, but but yeah this and yeah it, it seems to be creeping into that sort of territory at some point Charles at some point we will make that transition and we'll just be called food goofs or something you know and did I'm, Andrew pop out are you still there Andrew? I'm here okay yeah He's okay. just thinking like these two are stupid <laughs> so 
so that was the FIU football game. But there were other football games, Andrew, of much greater note. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, first, before before I get to those, I want to discuss the ongoing saga that is conference realignment. Uh, oh, here we go. Uh, we have an official update today, and we have a likely update. I, I touched on these last time uh, in our last show because they were just kind of starting to become strong rumors. One of them is official now. Um, the other is possibly going to be official tomorrow. It seems like everything might be wrapped up by the end of this week. But Conference USA is on life support, gentlemen. So, so a team, a conference that started this year with 14 teams is going to have five remaining at the beginning of the 2023 season. Six of the teams are being poached from by by the American Athletic Conference. Um, another three are being poached by the Sun Belt. The one that is official is Southern Miss. They made the official announcement today. There's a possibility that Old Dominion will make their announcement tomorrow, and then the remaining two are. Uh, Marshall, and then James Madison, which is an FCS school. Uh, there's a chance that they will join in. And there's another home run to left, a two-run shot. Uh, man, uh, Houston's starting pitcher, that's Adam Duvall, former former Marlin, goes yard to that short porch. Uh, it's 5-0, and we've got surrender, uh, surrender Cobras already – uh, already uh, making an appearance in Houston. Uh, Atlanta Braves, first team in World Series history to score in each of the first three innings of game one. Uh, Lord. It is 5-0 Atlanta in the top of the third with zero out. Unreal. So we have, That's the we have a lot of history, plus we have free tacos. Um. Well, wow, so that sounds like a basic Saturday night date for Charles. That was funny. <laughs> I, I had to, I had to just go for that. that. It's a jab at myself, but damn, that's what we're here for. Um, and then the other kind of historic thing—it wasn't the first time this had happened, but it was just the third time it had happened. Charlie Morton in that first inning, um, gave up. What was it? Hold on. It, it's so insane that I need to read it out. Um, I'll get back to my college football thing in a second. Um, where is it? Whereas I'm looking at this sort of DLC, Francisco, wondering if I need it. This what? The Soro DLC for Smash Bros. I mean, because I just I just beat Pokemon when we, were, when we were going on the whole thing. So I was like, all right, let's take a peek at this. I mean, if you want to see how he looks like he plays, I can. I mean, you could always go online and I could choose him as a character. You can see what he looks like. Oh, I watched a little bit of it. I, I don't know if I'll like it. I, I have He's not subscribed. Completely, to it. very, very floaty character for sure. <laughs> He's very, basically curvy about being the fast. And I, he's no, he, you know what he feels like? He feels like the way the uh, you you play brawl, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You remember how floaty brawl was? He's like that. He's like that. Well, 
So if you enjoyed Brawl, which I did, then you kind of get an idea of what Sora is like with regards to like how how he jumps around and stuff. Uh, well, anyway, I'll, I'll try and find it later. But um, so yeah, five zero Atlanta. We got a pitching change finally uh, for Houston's sake. Oh man. Anywho, back to conference realignment. So Sunbelt will be going to 14 teams starting in 2023. Like I said, Conference USA down to five. They need a minimum of six to have an automatic berth into the... I know, the word berth is very upsetting. I know, I am sorry. Yeah, my dog is going. Let me see what the hell's going on. Two seconds, boys. Um, so you need a minimum of six teams to get an automatic berth into the NCAA tournament. Um, March Madness, if you will. So hmm. they need at least one more team, and it seems like no, they are now the bottom rung of FBS. Officially, hmm. they have officially become the bottom rung of FBS. Yikes. So the only teams they will be able to get will either be the the independent schools um, or FCS schools. The the only F, FBS schools that might be interested in joining them are New Mexico State, uh, but that that'll be hell because. Already, UTEP is on an island. Uh, New Mexico State will have UTEP as a travel partner, but that's about it. Um, everyone else is either is somewhere on the East Coast. And those travel so, expenses, yeah. Uh, there's that. Uh, there's the possibility that Liberty, but that school comes with so much political baggage. Um, yeah, well, did, what, wasn't something that just went down with that school right now? Yeah, it was released that um, female students who were sexually assaulted or raped uh, were told either to not report, or if they did report, were told that they would be uh written up on honor code violations yeah mm. man um, this is this is a very weird dark, episode yeah. for us <laughs> yeah like but let me let me explain what's absolutely insane about the one story that i read so liberty has liberty is a is a religious school it was started by jerry falwell the televangelist um, is still run by his family, if I remember correctly. But they their honor code, the Liberty Way, as they call it, um, is it's very strict. One of the rules is there can be no fraternization fraternization between. I think, I think the way they word it is that. The opposite sexes cannot be in a state of undress with each other. Huh. Uh, that that's ripped straight out of Puritanism, but sure. Um, and that's not my 
lingo. That's the lingo from the article I read. Um, I probably would have said it a more, little more bluntly, which would be you can't be naked. You can't be naked with with a girl. Can't be naked with a guy. A guy can't be naked with a girl. Period. But they have to word it their special way. But if it's the same gender, then it's all okay. Unless <laughs> it, it, it's all okay. Unless they start getting really weird with each other, mm-hmm. and then it's not okay. So, so in the end, just keep her clothes on. <laughs> so anyway, this this woman was at a party. Um, was assaulted. That's not. While... That, oh yeah, but just just for everybody, that's not how I feel. That's how the school feels. Okay. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's twenty twenty one. I don't kink shame. Yeah, I couldn't care less. Um, as long as you're not hurting uh, hurting another person, you can do whatever the hell you want, is my view. Um, but, so she was at a party, was drunk, like people do at parties. Uh, she was assaulted while drunk, which is rape. Uh, in addition to the fact that she did not consent. Um, but you can't consent while you're drunk, but she didn't even consent if she could consent. But instead, the Title IX compliance officer or whatever said, uh, because you were naked with with a guy, you could be written up on an honor on a Liberty Way violation. What? Are you for real? We're going to ignore the fact that this dude broke so many laws and said you're going to be blaming her because she got raped. Wonderful job, Liberty. I've, I've had just, just, I've had my reservations with Liberty for other reasons. I, I I will admit I am not a fan of liberty at all. Um, prior to all this coming out, but this this is just next level. It's it's I I wish the school would lose its accreditation. I wish some kind of something would happen to them. I don't know if it will. But, god damn, it's, it's horrid. It's awful. Um, this has been, this has been a really weird, this is what, uh, I, this I did, is the darkest I, timeline episode. I, I didn't plan much getting, going into this show. I mean, the title theme, that's, I always have a title for each episode. It's no theme. That was the theme, was that there's no theme. Because I didn't think much unremarkable will happen, but then so we're talking about this, and we're talking about Chicago Blackhawks thing. But then you juxtapose did, that Did you catch to, much of what I said, Charles? We juxtapose that to what did you say, us Andrew? debating whether a, ta- a taco rolled up is considered a taco. Did you catch what I was talking about, Liberty? Well, that they suck. Yeah, what? that's that's a pretty much good. Uh, yeah, he, he's got it. He's got it. If he's been, you know, paying attention to the news with all the, all the, more, more pervy stuff is happening, Charles. Let's just say that, you know. 
Let's just say that. Um, All right. Can we, we, we should get back on track. Yeah. 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 We're at one hour and 52 minutes now for. So anyway, conference, uh, conference USA, it, it's my guess is they're likely going to have to poach some of the historically black colleges and universities. Uh, You know, some people are thinking FAMU, uh, who's actually having a good season this year, right? Um, other other school potential options that are not HBCUs are Tarleton State, Sam Houston State, uh, McNeese. So, whatever happens, either Conference USA is going to die, or it is going to live as a Frankenstein sort of Frankenstein's monster sort of a conference because it's going to be a bunch of leftovers. Uh, so it'll be it'll be the next next couple of months are gonna be very, very interesting. Um, I I possibly think it might even be better for FIU to just go independent because uh, at least in football, football only, independent because they have there are a lot of schools within a 12 uh, within an 11 hour drive it's cheaper to drive than it is to fly um there are i think i counted 14 schools within an 11 hour drive uh so you've got the that are fbs schools not even to mention fcs uh you've got all six the other six floridas you got four in georgia and you've got uh, four in uh, in Alabama, all like I said, within an eleven-hour drive. So it it might just be beneficial to them to just serve as a buy game for a few years, stack up some money in your athletics war chest, and hope to God that you're good enough at some point that someone might take you or some other conference might start up. But it's it's not looking good for FIU, Western Kentucky. Uh, I forget the other schools that are going to be left, but it's, it's not looking good. So um, for football, uh, for the remaining of football, let me just do a quick update on our teams. UCF won in its space game. Uh I think it was 24 to 7 against Memphis. Um, we are playing Temple this weekend up in Philly. Uh, Miami eked out much to Crash. chagrin. Eked out a win over number 18 NC State. Yeah. Which and it's a, it was a winning team too. Yikes. <sighs> um <laughs> That's four not what more you want. years of Manny. Four more years of Manny. That's that's not what you want happening if if you're trying to get rid of your your uh, head coach. He yep. is the Aaron Boone of college football. <laughs> yep. what, what do you mean, play hard for your coach? We we had the perfect thing too because he was already going to get passed with De'Ara King getting hurt. And yeah, that's like, now I'm going to play the young guys and uh, you know. And then Jeff Van Dyke looking like competent. Where was this for the last three games? Um, this Saturday, uh, good luck, uh, 
Well, actually, no, because Clemson sucks this year. So you might. I, I want that. I want that. I'll yeah. take another four years of Manny Diaz if I could just show that Dabo Sweeney is a bad coach. Uh, but but yeah, Clemson, FSU, up in Clemson. Uh, that'll be interesting because Clemson is actually shit this year. Uh, if the Seminoles they, find a I way to go they, back to five hundred. And I mean, FSU is better without that trash quarterback starting, so oh you have a chance, Francisco. But but they're three and four, and they could be five hundred. I mean, it, 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 of course, I'm a diehard Bearcats fan, so I shouldn't be that <laughs> invested into them. But just, you know, listen, you're just gonna live on nostalgia and free tacos with FSU. It's gonna bring you back. <laughs> oh, speaking of free tacos, fantastic tweet. I I didn't catch who it was. But someone said that Ozzy Albies did more to feed minor leaguers than any of the MLB. <laughs> That's a good one. Oh, yeah, that was something that went down. Um, now all the Major League Baseball teams are going to provide housing for their minor leaguers. So, Which I, I'm, I'm loving that. So that's actually happening. Guys, you know how bad this was? And I, I know this is a bit of a tangent, but I, – and I, I think I highlighted it before. But they're, they're, you can adopt a minor leaguer. Did you guys? You guys have heard of this this organization, right? I have uh, not. Well, if you look up Adopt a Minor Leaguer, they are an organization that helps minor leaguers survive. So you can, much like you see on those commercials, where like if you donate just a dollar a day, just the the cost of a cup of coffee, you can help oh, you these can prevent forest fires. And, and it's basically the minor league baseball version of of that where you can adopt a minor league baseball player and donate to them and, and and take care of them so there you go that's how bad it was and if people had seen the conditions were a lot like these guys are literally sleeping on sleeping bags in a room sharing it amongst seven other men and and yeah, it's 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 pretty bad, especially. And you would think you would think that Major League Baseball teams would almost treat it like college football teams do, where hey, having the better facilities will attract the better free agents and sign the better kids coming out of school and international uh, free agents. You would think, right? You would think that would be the the mindset, but it wasn't. And maybe that will maybe this will be the start. Maybe this will be the start. Maybe our Lord and Savior Derek Jeter will will see that and be like, you know what? If we invest money, money that supposedly we don't have, but money to into our minor league program, the show, whatever, and we might get the best players to come here just solely based on that recruiting them. Oh, look at that recruiting in in in, in minor league baseball. Look at that. It could be a thing. The Marlins could be the start of of something beautiful here. Please, somebody listen to me. <laughs> please, somebody who can who, who can make a difference in the Marlins organization, do that, please. All right. Uh, so that oh, was then, la- last but not least, uh, FIU. <laughs> uh, they are still technically not eliminated from bowl eligibility. They just somehow have to win out, <laughs> win their next five games in a row. <laughs> they have to win out. Um, their next one is at. Future Sunbelt team, most likely. Uh, Marshall is up in Huntington. They're playing this Saturday. They're, and, uh, yeah, so that's that's the college football report, I suppose. There was a bit of 
upsets, but we're running low on time, so I'll I'll cover a lot of that next week. We're at the two-hour mark, so I guess we can just do a quick rundown of the NFL before we head to the cage. All right, Charles, uh, your your beloved Tennessee Titans are the kings of the AFC right now. So, you know, uh, it's, it's so good. They've defeated so good. in they, the regular they season. Call, oh, they no. call Buffalo a fluky win, <laughs> and then now they just want to say how bad Kansas City is. Mm. I, where's my respect? R e s p e c t. Find out what that means to me. Look at this. Andy Reid has a 1-8 career record versus Kansas City, the worst of any franchise that he's ever faced. Interesting. You mean against Tennessee? Yeah, Andy Reid versus Tennessee. Interesting. Yeah, it's, just, it's just over, man. It's just over. We, we figured out we got Bud Dupree playing again. He was out for like the first three or four games of the season. We got Danico Autry. We, we, we got crappy corners, but we're doing good because you want to know why? We don't believe your hype. <laughs> we don't believe your hype. That's us. That's what we do. Derrick Henry didn't even have a good game. We didn't even need to have a good game. We just took it, what we wanted. And it just helps us because that division is so bad. Are we the team you want to play come playoff time? I don't know. We'll see. That's all I'll say about that. I don't want to get my britches too high up. I know this this segment was was killed a long time ago, but the Miami Dolphins are terrible, guys. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, all right so normally during these games doug and i tweet but guess what i wasn't watching the game at all i was binging a show on netflix because i wanted to do something better with my free time doug was texting you want me to enjoy life yeah doug was texting me and he was like and I was checking the score. They were down by a bunch. And I'm like, oh, well, yeah. And it's the Atlanta Falcons, supposedly. Like, they were supposed to be one of the worst teams in the NFL. But they're 3-3 three and three now. And and uh, then and then Doug was texting me, oh look, oh, look what's happening. And I'm like, Doug, don't. Just don't. Just do not, Doug. Okay? You know how this is going to end. Dolphins. Yeah, the game is right there. They took the lead. Oh, Oh, they took the lead. It's 28 to 27. Plenty of time on the clock. The Dolphins' defense is terrible. Plenty of time for the Falcons to drive it up the field, get within field goal range, and then punch it in right at the last second. And that's what happened. That's exactly how it happened. That's exactly what I believe would happen. And it did happen. And the Dolphins are 1 6 now. And local sports radio is funny to listen to. <laughs> uh, I, 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 man, I feel like the more the Dolphins suck, the more I'm leaning into it now. I'm more leaning into it. like I, I, like I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a hater, for sure. I'm, I'm a hater now, for sure. Question uh, is, what do you hate? A lot of things. <laughs> a lot of things about the Dolphins. I, I hate a lot of things about them right now. Uh, all right. Browns beat the Broncos uh, fourteen to seventeen. Oh yeah, we did that uh, on last Thursday. We, we did a show, so that was happening. Duke Johnson is back, everybody. He's on the Dolphins practice squad now. So, okay. Uh, the New York Giants beat the Carolina Panthers. I am so glad I jumped off that bandwagon when I did. So good on me. The Patriots destroyed the Jets. Eh, it felt good. Yeah. The my, my beloved Green Bay Packers won twenty four to ten over the football team. So, you know. Oh, can I can I interject really quick? 
Yes. Uh, since I need to run shortly, but I wanted to cover some really big news. Um, big, big news. With my Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, wow. <laughs> Tom Brady threw his 600 touchdown. Touchdown. Hey, can you believe that guy gave up the ball? The guy, the guy got the ball. Was he got the ball after the? After... F- fun fact. Fun fact. He's a UCF alum, 2015. Huh. Uh, um, does he have money? Because he gave up a lot of money. <laughs> well. Hold on. Did you hear what he's what he's getting in return? What is he getting in return? Because I haven't heard that. Not, not enough of what he would have gotten if he sold Todd Bray's ball. At he's minimum, getting... it was worth $500,000. Hold on, hold on, hold on. According to the famous sports auction places. So he is getting... Uh, that's a double Better get season tickets Brantley. for life, at least. I would think. So he's getting two signed jerseys and a helmet from Brady. All right. Give He's a getting a signed jersey and game worn cleats from Mike Evans. So do kids who have the Make a Wish Foundation. From that game, turned up a lot of money. From that game, I mean, if it's from the game, if he got jerseys like Brady's jersey and helmet and stuff from that game, then then we're talking. I don't know if it was from that game, but nah, that, that, that at least Brady's jersey is probably going to the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Um. He's getting a thousand dollars to the Bucks team store. Uh thousand bucks, that's it. He's getting two season tickets for the remainder of this season plus all of next season. And one Bitcoin. Okay, the Bitcoin. That might make sure that actually makes it worth it. And he, he can hang on to that. He never had it before, but he can just hang on to it. And it's not like one tenth or one millionth of a bitcoin. No, he got the whole damn whole thing. Bitcoin. He got the whole damn I thing. I think it's currently valued at sixty three thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. Okay, that that all right. That makes it worth it. That makes it worth it, unless it completely tanks. But. Whatever. He can just hang on. He never had it in the first place before. Now he has it. He can just hang on to it and see what happens. Right. And see, here, here's the thing, though. He, he, by fortune, got the ball. There is no way he should have gotten that ball. Nope. Mike Evans just had a brain fart and didn't <laughs> realize that was the 600th touchdown. Yeah. In any other universe, this of all of the infinite universes, this is the one where he gets the ball. Yeah. So the fact that he's making someone estimated all this to be worth a hundred thousand dollars in total. Out um, of something that shouldn't have happened. Okay. I think he got a really damn good deal. Yeah. Yeah. Now that you put it in that light, I I agree with you now. And I mean, all of that, even minus the Bitcoin, that's pretty good deal right there. But then you throw in that Bitcoin, it's like he definitely came out better here. Um, and it's I, not I'm, just, just, I'm just trying to think of it from a logistics perspective. Like if he got the ball, he knew, and he just started making a break for it. I think it would take a while for him to get out of that stadium. They would have caught him. <laughs> well, they, they someone from the Bucks went up to him immediately. Not immediately, but like two seconds later after they realized what happened. Mm. 
and they said and immediately went into negotiation mode. He didn't even have time to get out of the stadium. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, it it. I mean, supposedly would have been worth five hundred thousand dollars. I, I'm sure it was like Sotheby's or whatever that came up with it. Yeah. I I don't doubt that it would be worth five hundred thousand dollars, but this isn't baseball where. Yeah, but it's still it's six hundred. It's nobody's ever done it. It's, it's 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 so unique, and it's it that is a record that's gonna stand for a long, long time. Right. Forever. Um, yeah, I I don't think we're gonna get because, I mean, you had Hank Aaron, whatever, but that could still happen, especially with let's say a juiced ball, smaller ballparks. Somebody could, and somebody stays relatively healthy, they could hit. 700 yeah bonds is 763 home runs i'm sure somebody can do that again but but anyway i think given the fact that he lucked into that ball i think he came out really good and supposedly the season tickets were worth twenty thousand dollars i had the good seats then I I don't know what se- what season tickets would be worth twenty, what pair of season tickets for two seasons or one and a half seasons would be worth twenty thousand dollars. I assume they're very good good seats because I know them. They the, have to the be Dolphins, club seats. That's not exactly a fair comparison. Um, their upper deck seats are five hundred per season. So if it's if it's Twenty thousand dollars. That's got to be a club seat. That that has to be club seats. So I don't know, but either way, I think. Yeah, <laughs> I think he came out of this really, really good. Okay. Uh, we're, uh, uh, a quick other. Okay, continue with the. So that was the Bucks. They won over the Bears. So the Bears are owned by both Rogers and Brady now. The Raiders won 33-22 over the Eagles. The Rams beat the Lions 28-19. Bengals 41-17 over the Ravens. So their largest margin of victory versus Baltimore in team history. Look at that. Look at Cincinnati. Look at that. The Colts beating the 49ers 30-18 on Sunday. So there you go. The Saints eking out over the Seahawks 13 to 10 and Charles's beloved Arizona Cardinals are still undefeated 31 to 5 but they face the Houston Texans so you know yeah yeah I mean look at that entire schedule I'm not even gonna waste any more breath on it all right so that's the NFL that's that's the rundown that's the things that happen and, and let's... that's and that's that's it for me all right um, Andrew I gotta go gentlemen it was a pleasure um I'll chat with you guys later next week um, and talk to you soon. All right, Good night, everyone. We'll see Andrew next week and we shall see Charles right now because we are going to head on over to the cage. Welcome everybody. Your weekly trueplex with Charles, a cage or the cage with Charles. You see, I was doing like three things at once. I was setting into it. So let's take it back from the top because wrestling, just like this introduction is scripted. It is not fake. It is a story of men and women trying to beat, the hell out of each other trying to get a championship opportunity to pursue their championships, establish their legacy beyond the Mount Rushmore. And 
it's been an interesting time, Francisco, and I'm going to try to condense it in the best way I can because right now we're having an NXT Halloween Havoc, and there's already been two title changes, and we're probably guaranteed a third one. Charles did finish Crown Jewel the same night after we last left last week, and I'll give you some impressions there. And in the world of AEW and New Japan Wrestling, I don't like being right about things, and I hate being wrong about things. So it's kind of like I'm stuck in between because if you if you boast about being right about stuff, you're not viewed as humble. But if you are wrong about the whole times, then you're just an idiot. So I'm going to approach this bit by bit. New Japan Wrestling, G1 Climax Tournament. What do we know about the G1 Climax? It was a round-robin tournament to which the person who win it, who finishes at the end of the finals gets a guaranteed shot in the future would against you know that current heavyweight champion. In this case, it was Shingo Takagi, who is a current champion. And Charles had made predictions. He says Zack Sabre Jr. should have won. That does not happen. That it was left to Kazuko Kata versus Kota Ibushi. Kota once again went to the finals, and Kazuka is like the John Cena of the group. Um, he is just very known, very loved, very revered, very kind of like safe for the title. He has a great legacy. So Kota ends up injuring himself by kind of botching a move from the top rope, and he ends up like tearing his shoulder. So he's out of action for two months. So Kota lost. Okada wins by referee stoppage, so it's not even that they get the opportunity to make some calls and changes. It was just more or less like he had to stop the match, and it wasn't even a roll-up pin. It wasn't like a clean victory. It kind of ruined a very bleh G1 climax. I mean, I get the opportunity to see all the matches. There's only so much I can do as a human being to watch all that wrestling at once. But, man, y'all should have just gone with Zack Sabre Jr., but he is going to get a title shot against Shingo Tagagi at Power Struggle later in the month or next month because of the fact that he did beat Shingo in the tournament just for non-title. So that's something, I guess, to work with. But New Japan is just not a good product right now. It's not up to the par of what it is. And part of it is the lack of new stars. Part of it is relying on the same three or four people that kind of work with. Part of it is that they suffer from the pandemic travels, such as Jay White being over in New Japan strong in the U.S. as opposed to going in there and helping. So New Japan, I don't We'll wait and see. That's all I can tell you on them. Impact. There was a pay-per-view, Bound for Glory. It pulled a WWE move, and I still love it, Francisco. Very To summarize some stuff, you have new champions for Bound for Glory. You have Mickey James, who beat Deanna Parazzo for the Impact Women's Championship. I'm not a fan of it. Not because of the fact that I don't like Mickey James. She's all right. It's more or less the fact that Mickey herself is still a freelancer. Impact, I felt, was struggling and starving from having... AEW just basically hold their championships for ransom, and now you're bringing somebody who's not even a full-time deal. Now, mind you, Mickey's probably going to get a full-time deal. That's me speculating about certain things, but she's probably going to get a full-time deal and be on there. But now, uh, now you don't have it. Now, Deanna lost. I'm sure they'll finish out that feud in the future. Mickey will probably drop it, but I- I'm kind of like you have to build your homegrown stars. Main event match was Christian Cage on AEW defending his impact championship against josh alexander the walking weapon the guy that we're big on and in the end of the match was that alexander won the title celebrating his family and then moose this big old specimen comes in and cashes in his contract of like call your shot which is basically money in the bank if you see imitation is the highest form of flattery francisco so now moose is your champion this is what should have happened originally Moose was challenging against Kenny, and Kenny didn't want to put Moose over. Or when I say Kenny didn't want to put Moose over, it's not that Kenny didn't want to put Moose over, but Impact did not make that decision 
to have Moose go over Kenny for whatever reason might be. They just kind of played hot potato a little bit. And now you have Alexander, who could be a mega babyface for the organization, try to get Moose in that title. But we're going to see. I don't know what the booking looks like fully because I feel just like hell being empty and the Devils are here, that now that you put this out, go play House of Ashes, kids. Now that you have... Now that you have, like, Moose with the title, you can't just go straight to Alexander because aren't you ruining the credibility of that championship? It's already been kind of tarnished, in my opinion, when you have people outside of the organization having the championship as is. But you got to let Moose have a good run, especially if he's got Morrissey on his side. So we'll see when that time comes where Alexander actually takes the belt from him. Does any of this make Impact more interesting? Slightly. I'm not crazy. I wasn't crazy about Kenny having the Impact Championship. I wasn't crazy about Christian having the Impact Championship. I would have been big time crazy for Alexander to do it. But what this does for Moose, who is a heel, is give him what? Francisco, heel heat. Makes you want to hate him a little bit, right? Because imagine a guy's just celebrating with his family and then Moose comes in out of nowhere and then just spears him right in front of this kid and pins him in front of this kid and then is just boasting that title in front of this kid. That's basically Moose saying, F your kids. He's Michael Jordan in that real hardcore. Um, he's Charles Barkley. Well, well, hold on. Well, what does and new mean? And new? Yeah. Is that his name? Hashtag and no. And new. Oh, Impact Wrestling. Oh, oh, I didn't put it together. All right. Okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. We're all here. We're all in this together now. Um, so that's going on with Impact. AEW. <sighs> We're slogging. I haven't talked about them in the last couple of weeks because they've just been doing stuff I'm not crazy about. They've they've brought in a lot of new guys. Daniel Bryan, who's not really new, but he's Brian Danielson now. They got CM Punk coming in. They got Malachi Black. They got Bobby Fish, who used to be in the WWE. I just don't see what the end result was. I feel like the last big thing they did was the Sammy Guevara winning the TNT title off of Miro. And Miro has been solid, even post-losing that title. But we got full gear coming up, as you see with the card. And yeah, 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 I can get behind, you know, Hangman Page winning because that feels like a given unless AEW is just going to postpone it. But I've kind of felt like some steam has been lost a little bit. Part of it has because it had been preempted to Saturday nights and Friday nights um given the baseball series that's going on the playoffs baseball now hockey so and now hockey so they've they've lost some steam into it i feel that we'll talk more about them in the coming weeks the only thing i would highlight is the fact that hangman page definitely is your company build on so i know kenny's gonna get it but don't prolong it and the other thing that they're doing is they're doing the world title eliminator for somebody to become number one contender and my problem is when i looked at who was in there like, don't get me wrong. There's people who you know have to be there. John Moxley, um, Brian Danielson, all that. But Dustin Rhodes, formerly known as Goldust, you don't need to be there. Uh, if you want to really put some stars in there, put some stars in there. But I don't know. Unless your whole process is, oh, we're just trying to do something to give a fair shot or to give a new opportunity or just to get fresh faces, which I can understand because what is – WWE known for just the same matches over and over again a lot lately. Did we have another title change? Whew! Man! Vince is going super crazy. Is um, that the tweet that I saw there? Yep. That, I thought it was for something else. And yeah. Then it, now it's for a different thing. So we have that. And let's just go straight to WWE. Well, let's, let's give it a wake up. We're going to go with NXT and then we'll end it with um, the main roster. So NXT is doing Halloween Havoc right now. There has not been one. 
There has not been two, but there has been three title changes. What we have is now we have new women's tag team champions with Toxic Attraction with JC Jane and Gigi Dolan, who are part of the stable Manny Rose, winning the women's tag team champions from Yosha Ryan and Zoe Stark. Okay, you know, that title has been hot potato around a lot, but whatever. Uh, Mandy Rose beat Raquel Gonzalez, but Raquel Gonzalez getting attacked by Coda or Dakota, I'm thinking Coda Bushi, but Dakota Kai, her, her former friend who cost belt. So now you have a stable that has all the gold. Do I like it together? Kind of, because now you have a woman stable that has all the championships, and it just feels very rare in modern day wrestling. I don't think I've seen that in some quite some time. So good for them. But I, I just don't know this because I told you when Vince McMahon was interfering with NXT and now he turned to NXT 2.0. They were going to be in the red for a while. They were going to go from a show that I watched weekly to like a YouTube show. Because I know how this is. You just have to build it up again. You have to build it. It's just basically like replaying an old game. And you have to give it some time and then start. And you're not going to play a new game plus where you have all these things. No. What are you going to do instead? You're going to kind of just go back at it cold and build up everything. So I get it. And then now same the tag old, team title. Same old thing. Same old, same old. Here's the thing. Or Cry Six. With anything that's a new game plus, you're always given the same. You're always given the new capabilities and, and you know weaponry and stuff like that. So you don't have to upgrade anything. Anymore. You're fully maxed out. But this is the equivalent. Of like, hey, when it comes to wrestling, you're just burning down the house. You're burning down the house. And you're going to build off that platform. And now we just had MSK lose the tag team titles to Imperium. Why? One suspicion. A man named Walter, who is leader of Imperium. He just wrestles NXT UK, but since he lost his NXT UK title to, um, I forgot his name, holy crap, Ila Dragunov, the czar, maybe you're going to bring Walter over stateside to wrestle for the NXT title, full title, not the UK title, the full title. And that's why you're going to give Stables power again. And I'll say right now, match of the year so far, we're, we're in October, and the October match of the year has been unequivocally Walter versus Ilya Dragunov, so get on that, kids. But that's the only reason why I could say it. But the, the women's division, the tag team division, the men's tag team division, there's some pain. There's a lot of pain going on there. So I'm hoping that they kind of get together and they fix it because Charles has not been a happy camper with it. And then our main event, which doesn't feel like it's going to be a lot of time left, so I'm thinking it's going to be a complete squash, is going to be Braun Breaker, a.k.a. Um, Bronson Stein, Rex Steiner, a.k.a. the son of Scotty Steiner and Rick Steiner. The map is hard promo that I sent you guys all the time versus Tommaso Ciampa. And I feel like Ciampa's going to lose that belt. Now we fully have the new era that will be into it. Whatever happens to Ciampa happens to Ciampa. And then Bronson is going to be your new champion. Look at the man. He, he literally looks like a heavyweight, though. He looks like he can kill you. And his promo is great. You want a friend? Go get a dog. I'm like, I, I, I can respect that. And he's not even coming across as a heel. He's just coming off as you know someone who's focused. <laughs> I just hate the name Braun Breaker. But what can I do? Vince is stuck in the 80s. Or two Ks. Ah, Braun Breaker. You you just can call him like, because originally his name was supposed to be Rex Steiner, and it would have been perfect. Like, seriously. It's cheesy wrestling names, but it makes sense. You wouldn't put my name as a wrestling name. You would be calling Charles Rio. It wouldn't work, man. You have to make it simple. If you ever know the who the trash man, I just think of Danny DeVito. Yeah, Uh, it's always sunny. simplicity is key at the end of the day but here we be and then main roster time basically we have the season premieres of the show why because we had the wwe draft that came in people got flipped over we have drew mcintyre on smackdown he'll probably beat roman down the line we have 
Goldberg beat Bobby Lashley. We'll talk about that in a second. But you have Brock Lesnar over selling SmackDown. All these crazy things. Last night's Raw was pretty decent. The main event was a fatal four-way for a number one contendership match, a ladder match with Seth Rollins versus Kevin Owens versus Rey Mysterio versus Finn Balor and to go against Big E for his WWE Championship. Um, and Seth Rollins won. So let me. this is how I'll split WWE for you. My brief review of Crown Jewel and then my hope for the future. Crown Jewel, Charles liked it. Charles may say it might have been the best main roster pay-per-view of the year because I didn't think SummerSlam was that great. When WrestleMania is weird because it's, since it's a two-nighter, I feel like it's kind of just evaluated in its own way each time. I can't give it an overall grade because you're not sitting there overall one time. You know what I mean? It's like literally saying, hey, Harry Potter definitely has part one. Harry Potter definitely has part two. Or dune part one and then dune part two that's been released i saw dune over the weekend i'll tell you right now i thought it sucked that's me i think people in love with dennis villeneuve too much for his visual stunningness and i felt like that movie was just shallow and heartless but that's me what can i say y'all have hbo max go go watch it you you can waste your two hours and 35 minutes just wondering what happened because it's just caters and people read the books anyway i like crown jewel i left you guys off on one of the, I, I think I left you off on the women's match when it started, but there were some highlights. I mean, Seth versus Edge was just a banger. Helen Seth was great. I liked the women's triple threat match even to the end, but I thought the Rompers won. I did not like the King of the Ring match. I'm just saying it right now. I didn't think Wood, and I love Woods. Austin Grease, I love you. Follow us on Twitter, FJOJR, Dan Frijole, it's Charles the True. But I mean, Finn has just kind of fell down, unless they're really going to do something for Woods to kind of splinter from the New Day, not break up from the New Day, but kind of pursue his own singles thing and get something in the mid card. But I don't know if that was the right choice. Um, and then the main event was good. I don't think Brock and Roman have excellent chemistry whatsoever, one-on-one against each other. But they made it work enough to where they left the door open for them to feud again. And then for Roman to still kind of continue as a champion, but also made Brock look like a legitimate threat. And then we talk about hopes of the future. I'm going to watch Raw regardless. You know, we know this. The last couple of weeks, I'm like, man, they made me keep watching it. But I'm going to watch Raw regardless on the basis that um, Monday Night Football is not always good. I didn't care about Monday Night Football over the week. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know exactly. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not good. Anytime you have a bad team. So I need something to do on Monday because for some reason when I come back from the gym, I cannot focus on um, really just playing a game because I'm too fried. Mm. But this is my mindset about my hope for the future. Because NXT, I'm, I'm going to let it sl- slide a little bit. I'm going to collect it and I'll come back to it fully. But my hope for both Raw and SmackDown is this. Fix the tag team divisions, fix the women's divisions. I think you have some good talent already in the main event scenes for both SmackDown and Raw. And I think you have some help a little bit in the mid-card, though I think it's more of a question mark on Raw than it is on SmackDown. Because on SmackDown, you have Shinsuke, you'll have Cesaro, you'll have Sheamus, you'll have um, Baron, you'll or Happy Corbin as it goes by now. You'll have even Woods in there to kind of establish the IC belt. With the U.S. title, I'm like, what do we do? They tried T-Bar formerly known as Dominic Dijakovic to go from there. So maybe go from that, but what are you going to build from it? So I have some questions there, but the tag teams fix it with the women's fix it. How can you fix this? Unify that belt, unify that title. And there was some drama between Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch. Cause you know how they resolve Francisco, the raw women's champion getting drafted SmackDown SmackDown women's champion getting drafted raw. You would think they would abdicate the titles. That's what happens in boxing. You don't make the way you you vacate your belts, right? Or or UFC fighting. They just did. I watched the I watched a ton of Mike Tyson's old fights. Oh man, so good! It's so good. Yeah, I was like, "Holy crap!" Guy was a pure animal. Yeah, oh. it, it was just so. I mean, delicious. Like I, I, you know, 
Because like I'm starting to, you know, because of you, I'm following a little more of these these combat sports. You know, things where, where it kind of transitions a little from the hockey stuff, right? I'm like, oh, yeah, let I'm me learn you. about Mike Tyson. I love his cartoon show and all that stuff. Norm Macdonald, rest in peace, all that stuff. So I'm like, all right, let me let me really watch what Mike Tyson was like. Holy crap! My goodness gracious! Just it, he he was a beater, man. Like, <laughs> it, it, and he had, and he was just not just strong. The man was fast, like yeah. unholy fast. And like, of course, that's demon fast. Yeah, and because you know this whole thing with like one of the Paul brothers going to f- supposedly fight him. So there's that. Uh, go ahead, go ahead. I wouldn't take a punch from fifty-six year old Mike Tyson. Have you seen? There's a video of of Mike Tyson, maybe from a couple years ago now, where he's, yeah, he's just he's yeah, he's just there hanging out with uh, like you know, with some some young. Oh, Chopper retained. So wow, <laughs> there's another another live reaction right here. So, I'm shocked. I thought we were, I just literally gave you holding like, all right, go from there. But you know, it's fine because if all these changes, you need a face, and maybe Breaker wasn't ready yet. Unless Chompa cheat, which I'm about that too. I'm about a face turning heel a little bit to save the title. You want to do everything you can do if you're pushed to a corner. Mm-hmm. But no combat. Listen, like boxing and we talked about it and this is why i leave on the cage because i summarize everything but i think this is what's equated so boxing wrestling and to some degree ufc fighting ufc fighting can be very boring to me sometimes because of what they do that's why you just watch the highlights but boxing and wrestling to me are rewatchable years later decades later i have watched pay-per-views from wrestling for many years ago and i have watched other boxing fights even if it's just the highlights but if it's especially if they go to the distance and it's not sloppy go to distance but it's just pure unadulterated things like whoo and then watching just watch a vander and mike don't even just watch the one where he like ripped the year off watch no, the first, watch one, sugar the first ray one. yeah yeah watch sugar ray letter watch um take lamont they don't really have all those of him and sugar shade robinson but that's the whole point of what raging bull was about it's just so good watch mickey ward on tour Gotti. guys just really like they're what makes great boxing excellent boxing matches is not the knockouts it's how focused each fighter is where they're not slipping, man. They're on their game, and then someone's just got to win. Plain and simple. It, it is just mwah, chef's kiss, and you don't get that. And then the Fury Wilder fight, even though I don't, I don't pay for boxing, man. That's not me. My brother-in-law will pick it up, and every now and then if I'm there, I'll watch it. But even watching those highlights, I'm like, all right, we got something there. But boxing's been missing a lot. For a long time, it was de- dominated by welterweights and middleweights. That's what Canelo's known for. That's what, um, until he retired, Pacquiao was known for. But nothing was going there. Part of it, the promotional politics part of it too has been the short attention span of um viewers viewers and then casual people that's why it's called the sweet science because there is there is a science to it you know everybody used to crap on floyd for you know never like trying to get hit but why would you want to get hit like if i was in the ring with my tyson just playing the game and yeah there's some styles it's just yeah. good stuff it's, like it's just unfortunately we're not like, the right generation it's like, like in super smash bros i'm one-on-one and somebody is clearly better than me i will try and it, let's say there's there's about a minute left and i and i've i've basically found a way to survive i will try and get that thing over into sudden death because i know in sudden death i can probably win if i if i if i'm just careful enough patient enough and i can just knock them out and that's basically how I would play. People are like, oh, that, that's a shitty way of playing Super Smash Bros. I'm like, yeah, but it's I won. <laughs> I won. <laughs> that was the main point of the whole thing is I need to win. And so, yeah, people criticize Floyd for doing that, but he's just playing the game. 
not not doing like he's not bending the rules. He's just playing it as is, you know. Yeah, and like we, the whole purpose of boxing is what win and not have CTE. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, is that it for the cage? That's it for the cage. It was a quick cage. All right. Okay, so that's that's it for for us. One more time from House of Ashes because you know why not? They've been they they've I guess this is some sort of collusion between him and them and Charles because uh it's been all over us for for this for this episode. So House of Ashes go and, go and play it published by Namco Bandai. Charles already endorses it. So you know it's good. It's out there. Xbox, PlayStation, PC. Go and go and have some nightmares if you feel like it. And that's that's it for us. Halloween this weekend. Be safe. Go trick or treating. Uh, peg out on some candy, and have some fun. All right, or watch some spooky stuff. Watch watch some 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 movies. Watch. Check out Nexpo on YouTube. Let's leave it on. Let, let me leave you on a question. What is the must watch movie for you for Halloween? It could be anything. It doesn't have to be horror, but there's always something. For Halloween. Hmm. Hmm. Every once in a while, I've seen Scream. Um, into that, uh, Final Destinations. Not, bad, but, but Final Destinations. Not, it doesn't seem like a horror movie to me. It's more of like a suspense it's, type it's of thing. It's a thriller. Yeah. yeah, suspense type of thing. Psychos, pretty, pretty up there. Psychos, the reason everybody locks their doors when they go into the shower. So there's that. You know, the Alfred Hitchcock type of stuff is pretty cool. And oh man, what else is there? There's a lot. Um, Video games, Eternal Darkness is pretty good. You want to play that? If you can find a copy, I already sold mine, but I already ripped it and put it on a hard drive, so I'm good to go with that. Um, hmm. Always Resident Evil. There's always that. Mm-hmm. You know, I can go. You can go OG. I mean, God, man, you know how many machines out there play the original Resident Evil or a remake of that game? <laughs> there's, I mean, you know where I'm at. There's a DS version of the game. Come on now. Uh, yeah, there's that. What else? There's a lot of Halloween stuff, man. I, mean, uh, I will tell you seminal ones I need. Both fa- uh, both Adam's families, Hocus Pocus and Sleepy Adam's, Hollow. Adam's family. That's right. Oh, yeah. Adam's family, Adam's family values is a excellent, excellent partaking of how you should do Halloween. Mm-hmm. I don't care for scary movies. Like I'm not scared of them. I just, they're so stupid. Literally some of them just plan out stupid. And you want to watch horrors and kills. I'm like, okay, I can get behind that. But, um, they're just not good. And sometimes 30 years later, they don't hold up. Even though I have some reverence and things, but I'm not on level with the way some people are. But Halloween comedies? You have my attention. Plus, I, I just love Hocus Pocus. So we mm. can be on that too. Yeah. Yeah. There's somebody that made like a kids or like children's Halloween movie tier list. No, it wasn't. It, it was. I got to send that to you. I got to send it to you. I don't know how many of them you actually saw. As of, you know, eventually, <laughs> eventually they cross over to the point where we're not kids anymore, and you're not really watching them. So there, there's there's several there, there's several there. Uh, or you can kind of get into the whole aspect of like dressing up. You can watch like a like a '90s like a I don't know Ninja Turtles. Watch the original Ninja Turtles movie. Well, the, the I love, what movie. I love to do is watch, with the best um, costumes. By the way, that that was the best <laughs> of the costumes because the, after that they just got worse each each movie. Have well, you noticed I mean, the that? third one's the worst one. The oh. third one has the worst. Oh no, the, the third one is by far the worst one. The, the third one is by far the worst one. The second one was okay, fine. 
It was, it was, you could, I don't know why, but the, the original ones, I don't know, maybe they got too sweaty and they couldn't use them anymore. I'm not sure, you know. Probably different puppeteers too, yeah. not Jim Henson. And this, yeah. But I will say this, episodes of TV shows are theme-based for holidays or fun too if they have long consistency. Like I watch, what I do is I watch like the Bob's Burgers consistent ones. Oh yeah, those are really um, Like, and then, well, this, this is the ritual. I don't know how we're going on this tangent, but it's fun for me. So I'm going to share it to you guys a month and a half earlier uh, than I would have, but I have this a typical Christmas annual thing that I do where, and this is the days where I would have my drinks and whatnot, but you know, Comedy Central will have the office marathon of just all the Christmas episodes. So you would watch those episodes and you just take a shot every time Michael does something awkward in those Halloween episodes <laughs> or the uh, Christmas episodes. And by like episode, by the second Christmas episode, um, You're gone. which is Benny Hanna's Christmas, you don't survive. <laughs> you don't survive. The minute he marks the woman with the marker, you're on the ground. Like, you don't make it. But it is the ultimate test. And also, you can always watch Letterkenny's uh, Christmas episode. They also have an excellent Halloween episode that I just thought about now, and I'm going to watch it later. Yes! Mm. That's all I got for you. Oh, man. Oh, now I'm, th- I'm harping on the second Ninja Turtles movie, because super, the Super Shredder, super he, ki- he killed himself. That was uh, uh, Super Shredder is Kevin Nash, sir. That's fun facts of how wrestling's all connected. Really? Didn't okay. Yeah. So you have super. Sh- but listen, Secret of the Ooze is fantastic because you have. Toby no, I'm not Ray's saying that. I'm just saying the super sure. You know, he played himself. You know. Yeah, because he was just angry with rage. He just couldn't deal with the fact that amphibians keep beating him all the time, and they're teenagers. So that's what angers him even more. So. <laughs> all, but really, all he had to do was just throw like a can of coke at them. It would have killed them. But Shredder, <laughs> Shredder's, you know, close-minded. Have oh, played... here's a 12-pack. Have you played Injustice 2? Oh, yeah, I have that. And you I got, you got the DLC? Okay. You oh, hell yeah. Okay. You know it. I'm going to buy Shredder's Revenge when it comes out. I mean, I like I like how the Warner Brothers games between Mortal Kombat and, uh, and Injustice have kind of got, like, just, um, aside from Fortnite and Super Smash Brothers, it's kind of like a, a, a cross, like one of the better crossovers that you see out there, you know? And, and you and uh, you as a comic book aficionado appreciate that for sure, because you got yeah, the Ninja I, I Turtles love, who were originally comic book characters. A lot of people don't know that. People think it was the cartoon show. No, they were they were comic book characters, and the comic books were actually pretty violent. You know, I follow Kevin Eastman on Twitter, man. Yeah, you always have to give reverence to the OG. Yeah, and then and then of course the cartoon and all that stuff, and then the first movie, which was fantastic. But then parents complained. That's why the second movie isn't. Like they don't use their weapons as much or at all, I think. Um, they don't yeah. in, in that one, but regardless, still a good fun movie. And then then the third one, and uh, you know, and then goes from there. And then they got you know, of course all the DC characters and all that stuff in in in, in there as well. And then they got Mortal Kombat. They, they got well, you have all the movie guys. You got RoboCop. You got Terminator. You got Rambo. Yeah, right, those three. Right? In there. Yeah, you got Spawn. He's in that game. You know, Joker's in there, so it's the, the, they're they're really hitting out of the park with that. And and I, I've been watching the reason I'm, I'm I'm this this came to my mind, and you know it's Halloween based, right? We're talking about these characters, people dressed up as them, and I was watching like all the intros and stuff, and the references that the characters make along, like you know when they when they're about to enter a fight and stuff like that, or when they win the fight, and the references mm-hmm. like those people did their homework, their research. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, the minute they had the Ninja Turtles coming in with the um, with the fedora and then the overcoat, I was like, I'm sold. Oh no, that, that's literally because yeah, that, that's that's, a, that's one of my favorite scenes of the first one when yeah, Raph with and Raph. Casey. Jones go out. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, that was that was like uh, just the reveal of them, and I was like, oh my god, that's great. It, it's 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 fantastic. Okay, all right, so that's the end of this episode. So we'll see you guys next week. All right, take care. Night.